1: Halo, Halo, everybody. Suffering suck tash It's Jovial Joshi back with episode 21 of the Sacred Icon Halo Podcast, where we talk all things Halo because we love Halo. Joining with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, your host, and the guy that just kills it on Twitter, Brian Arvet. Brian, buddy, what is up, man? Wow. That's a high compliment. Thank you, Josh. Compliment king. I'm wearing my I, crown.
0: I, uh... <laughs> He is. Josh is the compliment king. If you ever get to know Josh much outside the podcast, he will compliment you to a ridiculous <laughs> Thank level. You, man. I mean, he the the your your own spouse will do a
1: terrible job <laughs> compared to Josh. Just as a standard person passing <laughs> by, raise. my hair is in fact um, so spiky because I, I took true. the crown off before we started recording. So mm, yeah, gotta apologize about that. Very nice. Very nice. Crown's <laughs> full of jewels. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Josh, hit me up with the sound of Captain Keys eating cup. Captain noodles.
1: Keys eating cup noodles. Yeah. Oh my God. What would that even? What would that even no sound like? Okay.
0: Guys, he doesn't know I'm gonna say this. I know.
1: Master Chief. Hang on a second. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> that sounds I'll d- take it. He's like, oh, he's like, he's like, I don't keep it loaded. <laughs> <laughs> that's so gross. Oh, that's great. <laughs> No, dude,
0: uh, so since we last recorded, I went to Cincinnati with my wife, and they had, we were in the food court, and we were looking for a bathroom. My wife had to use the restroom. She goes, Hey, there's a Halo thing over there. And I turn around, and there's a Halo Fireteam Raven cabinet. And I'm like, We have to do that. I said, I don't care how much money it costs, we have to do it. And uh, so we went over there, and it's two player, and Erica got in there with me, and dude, I got to admit, when, back when Fireteam and Raven was announced, I was like, you know, I was pretty pessimistic about it. I was like, I, you know, I want Halo news. I don't really care. Was it like I'm, another like Spartan
1: Strike type thing for you? Or you were just like, eh.
0: Yeah, I'm like, it's just, you know, it's whatever. And I don't care. I'm not going to go out of my way to play that thing. But um, I got a chance to play it. And dude, I didn't realize how freaking awesome it is. It's like your typical light gun shooter, except way more story driven, especially if you know the Halo lore. So you play on you're on like part of an ODST squad that was on the Pillar of Autumn in Halo 1. Oh really? You're Fireteam Raven. So you it's actually Combat Evolved anniversary graphics and you are playing through Halo 1 from a different perspective. No way. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and get It is amazing, dude. And you want to know what this is the part that made me like my jaw drop is you're playing the first mission, you're on the Pillar of Autumn and you're making your way through it and you get towards the end of the mission and as you're shooting aliens you just catch off the side of the screen master chief grabs that Merc- oh, what the pod to escape what yeah dude he's there it's like the same scene but you're seeing i genuinely didn't know that yeah dude it's really wow. cool like and, and when you see him and that somebody on the twitter said it and I, this is they said it perfectly they're like just seeing master chief it inspires you to like just start kicking alien butt because it's it's literally just that scene from the game but you're seeing it from a different point of view That's in gameplay. very cool. Holy.
1: Oh yeah. Gosh. That's so cool, yeah, man. Dude, it was, it's like they don't. It sounds like they awesome. don't make a big like, deal I, out of it, but it's there if you catch it. That's so. No. That makes it. You don't even, even cool. know what's going to happen.
0: Wow. Yeah, it is. And uh, so, yeah, you basically, um, you know, you got a light gun and you have a reload button and all that stuff. Unless I miss something, they choose the weapon you get to play with. You start out with the assault rifle, and then the second weapon you get is a plasma pistol, which is luckily better in the arcade game than it is in the uh, actual games because you can kill things quicker. Um, but, yeah, you, you you fight you know the typical uh, Covenant squad and stuff. You pay a dollar per person, and then every time you die, you got to put another dollar. So me and Erica made it near the end of the first mission, and we died, so we put another dollar. Then, dude, this is, it just, I, when we get a chance, Josh, you and me need to take some money, and we can go play it oh, all the way to the end, because it's going to require some money, Um, and so then after you beat the first mission, you get to watch the Pillar of Autumn actually make its landing, where it slides into that, like, dirt yeah. zone, you know, from, yeah. like, the Maw in Halo 1, you get to actually see it crash land instead of just, you know, being there at the end of the mission, and then you land, like, Near the Pillar of Autumn, and you got a bunch of other troops and warthogs, and, and just banshees and just like a little mini scale war there, and you get to fight out on the land around the Pillar of Autumn with against the Covenant.
1: Dude, did that blow your uh, mind?
0: Yeah, it, it did, dude. Because I'm like, it's actually canon lore. And it's stuff that really, you know, happened in the lore now. And this is all happening while Master Chief's off doing his own... Like, I'm there fighting outside the Pillar of Autumn. And, like, he just crashed landed in the pod yeah. with all the dead Marines. You know, that's just so cool. And here's the thing. So I told my wife... And she she wasn't complaining at all. She was having a great time. But I told my wife, I said, we're going to spend $6. And then... Because we could spend 30 and be there for hours. I don't know. It's got, like... It looked like it had about eight missions. I didn't count. Um, so when we died on the second mission, I said... That's fine, babe. that's that's good enough for me. Well, oh, so you didn't beat it? I, was, I guess I didn't there. even. I just no. assumed you
1: did. I assumed that that game was pretty no, fairly short, but
0: no, it's it's like a typical like light shooter game where you got to really pump in some money to get it done, or maybe I would just you know, be way better than we were. But uh, so the, so once we died a couple times, I said okay, we'll, we'll, we'll call it because uh, I figured we'd have more fun if if I gave her a dose of what I wanted to do rather because she was really enjoying herself. But if I was like. Babe, we gotta pump thirty bucks in this thing and sit here for two hours. Then it becomes more of a right, job. Fun. Plus, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So plus, like, we can just leave on a high note, and then when we get the opportunity to play it again, hopefully, we'll be able to put some real money in there and and uh, finish it off. I, I didn't think it was bad. Bad, uh, you know, dollar a person. I figure if you and me played it, we'd probably both die around ten times, twenty bucks to finish the game. Um,
1: Did it have difficulty levels? Oh yeah, like dude. Easy, normal, or just no? One? Didn't. Okay. And it's it goes yeah, up I to I four didn't players, see any difficulty correct? Levels.
0: I only saw two. There might be a four-player okay. version, but the one we've I we thought it only was four, two, but
1: maybe that's seats. at like a Dave and Buster's or something like that. I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's. I think there is a different version with four, but dude, it was just awesome. It, the graphics were great. It felt like you were actually in the game. Different perspectives, seeing Chief, uh, which I'm sure to anyone listening to this right now, if you've been to Halo Outpost Discovery, you're probably like, ah, Brian, this is old news because they had it at Outpost Discovery. I'm sure most people who are it's, it's new deep you, in the though. fan base there have already. Yeah, it's new. It was completely new for me. And it, it was something that I'm really glad exists now. Like, on one hand, I'd love to be able to play it from home, but that wouldn't make any sense. And that would kind of kill the experience. So I'm glad that it's just an arcade cabinet. But it's not like Spartan Strike or Spartan Assault, where I'm glad those exist because it's more Halo. But I don't really personally enjoy mm-hmm. playing those very much, the mobile games. But the Fireteam Raven, dude, it was actually That seems
1: super cool, exactly man. Fun. Like, I, I won't pass up the opportunity if I ever see one, but I haven't yet. And,.
0: Yeah, if we get, if we're both in the area to do this. Dude, at that's time.
1: amazing. I had no idea. I'm so glad I didn't just go on YouTube and watch like all the stuff. I think I watched the trailer way back yeah. when it was announced and that was it. But like I didn't know it took place on, <clears throat> excuse me, Halo. And you're kind of like running through the story as these dudes, as Master Chief's doing his thing. That is freaking cool to me. Like that's you just, you cause like, like,
0: you're just, you're just. You're like you're playing, and then suddenly, like you know exactly what I'm referring to. You yeah, absolutely. The in the pot at the end of Pillar Mountain, right? Yeah, um, you're just and you just see Master Chief run up to the pod, and the Marine falls to the ground, and you see Master Chief kind of like turn his head back to look mm-hmm. behind him real quick. He turns back, grabs the Marine, throws him in, and then runs in the pod himself. And then you just keep shooting. And it's like,
1: do you oh think my that's going to change how you play that <laughs> yeah. first mission? Like, are you going to think about that now retroactively? I think I yeah. will think
0: about it. I don't know how much it'll change, really, but I know I'll think. I'll be
1: like, oh yeah, I was one of the ODSTs in the background. Like, that's freaking Oh, weird. dude, so cool. Oh my goodness, what would you give yeah. it on a scale of dude. zero to five? Fun, fun, fun okay. level. Well, uh, let's do objective and subjective here. Let's do that. Okay.
0: Well, I think this is going to be. My, my opinion is going to be BS because two reasons. Three reasons, actually. One, I'm biased toward Halo. Two, I didn't play the whole thing. And three, I forgot the third reason. <laughs> it's actually just two reasons. That works. Um, I'd give it a five out of five. Here's why. Because it's the most fun I've ever had playing a light game. Like, if the if the bar is light but light gun games, I had way more fun playing this one than anyone I've ever played. Um, Plus, it was set in the Halo universe, and it actually had lore, and, you know, it it fit. It was the same graphics as Halo Anniversary. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, it's like, it wasn't even different. It wasn't like I played some weird uh, arcade uh, graphic version of the game. It was just an anniversary. So, yeah. You've played, like, light Gun games. like
1: Yeah, I had on my Sega Saturn, I had a game called Virtual Cop and Virtual Cop 2. And I loved them, but the Sega Saturn... Sega Saturn just wasn't, his, like, Sega's worst console, I think, in the history that they've done, and their most unsuccessful one. So, I don't think a lot of people played that. If you guys have, hit me up at Jovial Joshi and let me know, but, yes, uh, dude, it was funny because I remember, like, as a kid, I wouldn't understand it. I had the gun that came with it, and I'd be shooting, and then I'd run out of ammo, and you'd hear a dude report, uh, uh, repeatedly be like, shoot outside the screen to reload, and just screaming at me the entire time, and... I was, I, I just felt no yelled I very at. much
0: like I said. I'm biased. I'm biased, but I very much got the vibe that they just wanted to make uh, Fireteam Raven fun. Like I feel like some of those light games they do too much to be like, to be immersive. Like you know, cock the gun back to reload and and put the gun off screen, and then there's like really fast like camera panning action. I felt like it was just.
1: more. Well, st- we don't really get a whole lot of new, light like, like gun games like on Rails, right? Yeah, I mean, not that I can think of.
0: Actually, I I wouldn't be surprised if they still make new ones. We just yeah, don't, don't pay know. attention to it. But I'm well, speaking know.
1: of I don't that know, first man. level of Halo. I had a dream, uh, oh boy. a couple hours ago before I woke up, and it was very short. But I need to talk about it. Okay, so I'm just we're just gonna get through this. We're gonna move on to some some very cool news. So this I okay. About this dream, Josh. So it's like the level, the opening of Halo, like the level, and. Okay. instead of a skate pod yeah a level yes, Halo. second level so instead yeah. of an escape pod it's basically that but it's all glass okay and all I remember is that it crash lands and the first shot is like this camera panning up as master Chief begins crawling on top of it and the glass is starting to creak and break and okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny because this whole field the whole field is enclosed there's no gap like there was it, it almost looks tit for tat the same you know, but there's no trees. It's just barren. It's just grass. Okay. And okay. as he's climbing and he gets ready to hop off of it, a bunch of Marines in the pod are like, Master Chief, what are you doing? And as he jumps up and off and this music sort of kicks in, he's like, Letting the Covenant know we're here. <laughs> and then this, banshee, yeah, this banshee zooms in, and all of a sudden he and the Marines just take off running to the And they just exchange, like, weapons, fire, and stuff like that. And that was the dream, and I woke up. And I was like... Can you imagine if that was a final the game? <laughs> be the letting the Covenant the know we're here. <laughs> yeah, usually, oh usually my they're trying gosh. to go stealth and incognito and not alert them to their presence, and Master Chief's like, I want to I want to alert them by stepping on this glass. and <laughs> So badass. So badass. Oh, so, bad okay. so we got a bunch of news to cover, guys. This is crazy. We have just got a like trifecta, just a boom, boom, boom of, of news recently. But uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're going to go back before we cover some more of the more recent stuff. And we're going to talk about January 20th when 343 released a video called We Are 343 Industries. Um, I think it was about, like, what, 10 minutes, I think, or so. And. Dude, there was a lot yeah. to take away from this. I'll kind of pass it over to you for now, Brian. I mean, what did you what did you think about that?
0: Well, I think, uh, and of course, you know, it's easy to think like we're biased or whatnot. But I get the vibe from, you know, regardless of how you feel about 343's handling of the Halo games, maybe you're somebody listening who's, like Josh and I are fans of all the games. We really like 343. Uh, but maybe you're somebody listening who just likes the Bungie games or the Bungie days or whatnot. And you're not a fan of uh, the output from 343. I, you know, regardless of that, I think 343 Industries is a really special studio. I get the vibe from everything we see and hear from 343. Is that it's just a really great place to work. People enjoy their job. Everyone's pa- everyone who works there is passionate about Halo because they they applied for the job because they wanted to work with Halo. It's not like they got hired on at a development studio and found out they were making a third person RPG. No, they know they're there to make Halo, and uh, the video just very much seemed to me like, you know, the people who work there enjoy being there. They love what they do, and they're passionate about the Halo universe. You know, I try to put, I try to look at it this way, like, I think about, you know, all of us who are big Halo fans, sometimes behind the scene, even if we don't say it in our head, we're like, we kind of think we're like the biggest Halo fan ever, or or we're definitely an exceptional Halo fan, And and so, like, I think of myself, and I go, okay, yeah, I've been, I've been playing Halo, you know, for a long time. I've been talking about Halo nonstop. All my friends know me as a big Halo fan. I do a podcast about Halo. Wow, I must be a pretty, you know, huge Halo fan, you know. But then you think about these people who work at 343, who listen to all of our critiques and criticism, and. I think it's sometimes we get we don't we don't think clearly and we realize, we think that maybe we we know Halo or we like Halo more than they do, which is a it's just cra- it's not true that's a farce if you think about it because these people not only are they like us and they've played Halo for since the beginning, they talk Halo love Halo they went and got you know college degrees went and made a career for themselves with the goal of making Halo they're huge Halo fans mm-hmm. you know and. Uh, that, that just shows with a, with a video like this and, um, you know, y- y- you got to think too, any, any problems you might have had with one of their games or one of their decisions, that wasn't made by one person. You know, let, let's say, let's pretend for a second you thought Josh and I had the perfect opinion of how to do Halo, which we don't and I don't think any of you think that. But if we did and we both got hired to work at 343 Industries, you wouldn't, largely as a product, you wouldn't see anything, you wouldn't see a dramatic change in the direction of the game because we're just two people, you know, and that's how it is at 343. There's, there's everyone at 343 has to make compromises. Um, one guy who, you know, there, there may have been someone at the studio who really wanted, you know, there might have been 15 people who really wanted Cortana to be bad at the end of five. There might have been 20 people that really didn't want her to be bad, you know, but... You know, it's not one person's decision. So, yeah, long story short, they're all fans. They seem passionate about what they do. Really respect them. Great video. I appreciate the insight, yeah, Josh.
1: Uh, kind of goes without saying. Uh, for those who actually haven't.
0: I kind of covered everything twice over you did. before no, I handed you did it over, though. To you. But
1: uh, for those who haven't seen it by any chance, uh, definitely check this out. This is like around 10 minutes, and it's more or less almost like it. it, it plays like a documentary. You know, and it's just more so people 343 just kind of talking about them working on Halo and, and you kind of just get shots of uh, inside the studio and stuff like that. And it's just really cool. You know, if you're someone who enjoyed the sprint or making of Halo 4 and and even as far back as the Bungie stuff, uh, it's just very insightful. I was going to say, Brian, this actually got me super excited and hopeful that they're going to do one like a making of for Halo Infinite. I I, I hope, but I don't want to assume. Like that's coming. But I, I really hope. I feel like it's a safe assumption.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't assume, but I feel like we are because, and we're we're gonna get into this here as the news goes on. But they've also showed a couple other yeah. things, you know, the, <coughs> in the video with the suit that we're gonna talk about eventually. And uh, I I think they probably that's another thing. Like I was saying about like three four three, and you know how it seems like a great place to work. They're very they're very like insightful and very uh, forward with their community.
1: Yeah, I mean you know? even Bonnie.
0: They don't need to show yeah, us. There was even
1: the part. Uh, it was like footage that they took from I think way back when I th- I think it was way back when three four three was like, hey, we're gonna go back, we're gonna fix MCC. I could be wrong, but it was a a snippet of Bonnie just talking about how they're gonna try to be more transparent with their fans and and yeah, I could be completely wrong on this. I think I've said it before, but I feel like three four three were the ones who kind of kind of set the set, set the, the trend, trend really for that. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. You know, because I've seen studios. Like pretty much everyone starts to follow suit in terms of the transparency, and three four three themselves have and then, done yeah, amazing they, with it.
0: They don't have to do that at all either. Like, and you, you got to think like for every for every good person with good criticism, constructive criticism, you have those people that are yelling at three four three through forums and whatnot, talking about how garbage they are and all these horrible things, and they are able to read that and still say. We want to be transparent
1: with the fans out there. Yeah, you know it's got to be tough it, you know? sometimes. It's like whoever, someone was who reads that was like, ah, Bob, we got another one. This guy says what garbage, yeah. Yeah, you know it's just like it's. Yeah,
0: I, dude, you just it just makes you wonder what one three four three employee says to another behind the scenes about like awful, like an awful fan. You know, like because you know, this is what it makes me think of. You know, Adam Sessler, oh, of course, I love that, awesome man. dude. Uh, so, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, and I, I don't remember the exactly you know, the context, but. He retired from whatever he was doing at the time. It wasn't X Play. It was just—I think it was the gaming industry as a whole. He Sounds retired right. from like I don't know, five ten years ago. And uh, once he was free of any kind of obligations or contracts, and I think I was reading this on Kotaku, he he said that he absolutely despised NeoGaf the forum, and it was a cesspool of users. <laughs> And because he could finally say it, you know, he never would say anything like that before. But you know, you know that forum was, and I was a part of that forum at one point, uh, was known for a lot of good things for sure, but also a lot of uh, you know f- feedback that's not necessarily constructive or whining or complaining or, or you know stuff like that. So just to see Adam Sessler, you know, out of out of his obligations and able to say that, it makes you wonder, like, how many other people? you know if you if you. Yeah, you know, because you know, you know, like it just goes for anything, any job, yeah. you know. I,
1: I know I said this before off air, but I, I, I was someone who didn't use Neogaf. Brian would always tell me about stuff on there, and it sounded amazing. But then I'd get on there, and sometimes just just to look and browse, and like people were so overly opinionated. And I remember with Shadow of Mordor was getting ready to release, there was a the big hub up about like Ooh. 900p on Xbox One. I think it was 1080 on PS4, and like, yeah,
0: Can I tell absolutely. The story real quick, Josh? So long story. I'll make it. I'll make it quick. We were me and Josh are big fans of Lord of the Rings. we were really pumped for the release of Shadow of Mordor. And I was a uh, NeoGaf member, and there was this big thread going on about how, because back at this time, the only Xbox One console there was was the base console. There was no S or X yet, and uh, Shadow of Mordor was going to be 1080p on PS4, but 900p on Xbox because they, it couldn't handle the 1080p resolution, and. This thread was blowing up with everyone saying like how garbage it was going to play on Xbox, how awful it was going to look, how you it's basically unplayable or not worth buying if you get it on the Xbox. You pretty much you're pretty much forced Rolling to get it on the PS4, guys. and and I was like you know because I, I was in the hype for the game and this was also like six years ago almost. Holy crap! And I was just kind of given into it. I kind of thought, man, am I really? Because I wanted to get it on Xbox. I thought, man, am I really gonna? am I really not going to have a good time? This sucks, you know? And I eventually just decided, you know what? I'm just going to pray for the best, and I'm going to get it on the Xbox anyways. And Josh, I, and uh, Josh Justin and I went to Walmart because GameStop wasn't doing a a, a midnight, which we talked about that in a prior episode. And uh, so we're waiting in line at Walmart. There's like five people, and we're three of those five people and waiting for the game. And this other guy comes up in the line, and he's like, what are you guys getting Shadow of Mordor for? And we're like, Xbox? And he's like enjoy your 900p <laughs> <laughs> and we're like and I, I look at him and i go are you on the neogaf forums and he's like yeah that's where i was talking about it from and i'm like oh dude you know like he was a neogaf member too and he was in that thread and and then like i was like dude i get it man you know ps4 it's got more power you know put more power to you but we we just want to play on xbox and he was cool he was nice but then when we left he was like have fun guys and it's like then we got home we played the game it ran and looked great Zero issues, yeah. you know. And, and I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur of that stuff. And I know a lot of gamers are. So I'm not I'm not saying there isn't truth to some of that. But for me, 900p, 1080p. Eh, I've never really been too big of a proponent of resolution know, like, it, and all that. Yeah,
1: a for per second resolution.
0: Actually, a good to sure. bring it back to Halo, a really good a really good um a really good comparison is when uh, the MCC was announced, and I think it was Frank. I don't know, Frank announced it. But he definitely was doing damage control on it because they they announced that every single game in the MCC would be 1080p, 60 frames. And closer to launch, uh, they had to come forward and say Halo 2 anniversary, the campaign anniversary graphics was going to have to be like 960 or something. Not true 1080p because of running all those game engines on one disc and having the ability to switch between classic and new graphics on the Xbox console, they weren't able to get 60 frames 1080 fully. That makes sense. Close. Uh, It was like 960 or something, so we're not, you know, not horribly far off, whatever. Um, And uh, when I came forward with that dude, oh my gosh, the community raged about how not only was the game going to look like crap, which Halo 2 anniversary looks amazing. Not only was the game going to look like crap, but the the company lied and that it was not true 1080p and And it sucks because I can't buy the game now and just ridiculous stuff. And what they ended up doing is they ended up like shifting the resolution so that it was a, you know how the resolutions like, you know, 920 by 1080, they shifted it. So it was like 748 by 1080 or something. They they made it so that 1080 was still in it in the, in the, in the resolution so that it was technically not against technically all the games are in 1080, even though it was truthfully not full 1080. But dude, everyone, what's the game everyone talks about from MCC, dude? It's Halo 2 anniversary. That's the game that everyone talks about. And yeah, I don't know how we get on
1: the subject at this point. But all I was trying to say was is that I think people can be ridiculous with that kind of stuff. Like. When I played games as a kid, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know what sprites were. I didn't know any of that kind of stuff. I just played the games. I had fun. You just knew good graphics That's all bad I, care graphics. About. I have those moments, don't get me wrong. When someone's like, hey, this is going to be like in 4K or this is going to be HDR, and I'm like, oh, cool, because I have a 4K. But Dude, I'm pretty sure... At the same time.
0: Someone can correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter afterwards, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Halo 3 launched in 640p. It was not even... It, wasn't, it technically was not HD, because seven twenty is seven twenty is when you officially become like sub HD, and Halo three was native six forty, then it but upscaled
1: it to seven. I don't know that like that. So, yeah, Halo
0: three looks great, even the three sixty yeah. version. You
1: know? Uh, but one last thing before we kind of move on, uh, dude, I well two things actually. One, you know, when I was watching that three four three video, you know, and it's just the building you see the interiors and stuff like that. It's so clean and it's so nice, aesthetically pleasing. It's just very sharp. You know what? So it, it's so an interesting great. contrast, and I want to preface by before I go into this, by saying I love both, but when I think back to the bungee days, I just think of like just regular graphic t-shirts, and it's kind of small. You got cubicles, and it's yeah. like there's pizza everywhere, and then I look at this, and it's kind of got like a corporate kind of sheen to it, and I don't think that's bad. I, corporate, I know it has negative connotations, but I just, no, I got, you know what I'm saying?
0: I got a, co- yeah, I, I think both are very good and very cool. Here's how I'd put it. 343 seems like a group of professionals all coming together who love Halo to work in a professional environment and make the best game they can. Bungie always felt to me like crazy rock stars that made... Stellar music, but you couldn't control them. <laughs> yeah, that's you know a great I mean? way of putting it, Brian. Like they're just they're just rock stars. They're on top of the world. They're making the best games ever, and they're not going to be confined by what the industry wants. And they're and even though they've got a lot more corporate now, uh, as they have to with the increase in, in employees and the growth of the company. But even now, if you look at, at what they've done as a company, Bungie is is very abnormal. They signed a deal with Activision to make Destiny where Activision doesn't get to have the rights to Destiny, which is unheard of. And then, after two games of Destiny, they separated from Activision. And now they're their own publisher and developer. And they're a giant studio that is worth a ton of money with, like, a ton of employees, yet they don't have, they're not owned by anyone. And that's because they left Halo... And then did a deal with Activision, and then got out. Like they're just, I don't know. Yeah. So you got your, you got your. Prof- they're both professionals, but you got like your rock star, gonna do it how I want. It's gonna be a good product,
1: and then you got three four three these calculations. one behind the music, the Bungie edition. Oh man. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, definitely, definitely agree. That's a great way of putting it, Brian. Uh, the other thing is, I'm probably gonna be way off on this. I told Brian this off air. But about 20 seconds into that video, there's a dude sitting there with mocap stuff on him. And it looks like the actor, I I might mispronounce this, Ansel Elgort from Baby Driver. It looks like that dude. It looks tit for tat like him. I went back and I watched this, Brian, when I was making the show notes. I need to watch it It looks so much like him. If it's it's not him, it's just his doppelganger. You know, and it's nobody. I mean, it could be. We don't know anything about it. Well, you know what? If it is him, you heard it here first, guys. But but if it isn't, you know, uh, baby yeah, driver baby confirmed, baby driver in Halo. But uh, you know what? I, I Dude, what if he was in a Warthog like listening to music? Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be so cool. Uh, just him walking around, skipping the music while like explosions are going on. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I logically I don't think they would say they 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 would let something slip in a video like that without kind of maybe making a big announcement similar to how they did with like Mike Coulter or even as far back as like uh Nathan Fillion I, I so it's probably not him but boy does that sure look a lot like him I don't know hmm. I'll have to check yeah. it out after uh, moving on though this is where we get into some crazy stuff and and keep in mind guys uh for those that just you know don't keep up on the news and stuff like that uh, and you're hearing this here for the first time this stuff happened like super fast everything we're about to go into so it's not like it's been spread out all of a sudden we just got
0: we went from nothing to crazy so
1: first things first halo championship uh series esports engine announcement was on waypoint on february 19th uh, and they were quoted as saying back in november as part of our celebration of the five-year anniversary of the halo championship series we revealed the first details of our vision for the future of halo esports pardon me we shared our ambitions to put together a thriving ecosystem for all players, teams, and partners to flourish in. And our plans to release a full 12-month esports roadmap before launch, to name just a few. To build the greatest esports program Halo has ever seen, it will take a massive effort. However, we don't intend to do it alone. Today, we're thrilled to announce that Esports Engine will be the global management partner, a partner for Halo Infinite Esports. It is our mission to deliver the best eSports program that Halo has ever seen in its 18-year history, and we couldn't think of a better partner to work with than the longtime Halo fans and eSports veterans at eSports Engine. Um, And I think, lastly, they said uh, in their new role, eSports Engine have been integrated with the Halo Halo Championship Series team here at 343 Industries as we've been building out the program, whether it's ecosystem design, format, and league operations, broadcasts, and more – the eSports Engine team, are equipped to help us fully realize our vision for Halo Infinite eSports. We are also very excited to work with eSports Engine again, as they will take the helm and operating some key events on the roadmap to bringing their nearly two decades of industry-leading eSports event operation experience to Halo, uh, in which that was about a four-minute video. Uh, very cool. Very what are your thoughts video. on that, Brian?
0: I mean, I watched the video, and I was, like, not really sure, you know where it was headed and then he brought in the esports engine guy and you could just see the the smirk on the 343 employee's face when he came in it was like yeah we got him (laughs) and uh let's go ahead keep going keep going keep going (laughs) um yeah no dude uh it's very cool i mean i am not the person to ask about esports because i don't know the logistics but i feel like this is a a big move and i feel like i feel like even i feel like Three four three is only going to go up from here with the esports stuff. I think they it's something they're really passionate about. Way they're way more. I, I will defend this forever. They're way more passionate about esports than Bungie ever was. Hundred percent, dude. They, that's that's something. Oh, they yeah, that's, they really
1: want more fun.
0: It just happened to yeah. be eSport. you know. Um, and then when people talk about how like Halo's not where it used to be in the competitive scene, I don't. I think it has less to do with mistakes made by anyone. And more to do with we live in a time where there is a million games to be in Absolutely. the competitive. Think of what's spectrum. come out
1: since Halo you go, 5. Yeah. There's been a ton.
0: Well, I wasn't know, even, I was talking kind of about like if, if you go back to, yeah, if you if you go back to Halo 2 um, from 2006, what kind of competition was there for Halo and MLG mm-hmm. Spectrum? Like that's before Modern Warfare, that's before any kind of Fortnite Apex, you know, that's before like Twitch blew up. With like real-time strategy games and MOBAs, um, you know, Halo just didn't have much competition. It was really special. It was like, oh, there's nothing like this. Um, I mean, of course, you had like old like uh, id software games, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, now now you just have you have a really competitive market, and Halo is from a different generation of gamers. You know, I, when I I used to teach uh, uh, middle school Sunday school, and all the kids in there would talk about Fortnite. They played Fortnite. They talked about their rank in Fortnite, what they did in Fortnite. They did the floss move. Which I can for do. Fortnite. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never tried. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just a generational thing, man. Like, you know, when, I, when we were talking about Halo, then there was people that were 10, 15 mm-hmm. years older than us going like, oh, it's got nothing on Doom or, you know, whatever, uh, which Doom is awesome. Um, but, Yeah. So I thought it was a really cool announcement, and uh, I think there'll be big things. What is Here's my question for you, Josh. Since they're going big on this eSports stuff, does that, tell you, does that make you more likely think, oh, it's going to be Halo 5 gameplay? Yeah, I was going to say, gonna I think the biggest wild?
1: takeaway from that entire announcement is that they're definitely going to be pushing this multiplayer. He mentions in the video, just offhand, about having a pro team, which I think they more or less confirmed that a while back. But even if not, there it is right there, that they got another pro team back. Even if this does go back to some more classic style of stuff, it still seems like they want to push the competitive nature, especially with this all the more. And it sounds like, you know, keep in mind, guys, when we hear these announcements, these things have been long planned in the cards for a while. It doesn't mean it's this was like something that they signed a contract of a week ago or a few days prior to this video coming out. So this is something they probably had in the oven for a while, and they're getting ready to announce it now. But I think it says a lot about the multiplayer without actually showing it yet. So it definitely shows they want to push it. Uh,
0: well, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. But see, I'm not a proponent of Sprint or no Sprint or anything like that. I'm, You know, Josh and I like the direction of Halo 5. That's what we would like. I like it. I Josh love would actually.
1: I want some more
0: of it. I want some more of it. I try- Sorry, we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I do not like country music. It's okay.
1: Oh. The '90s um, country music is super nostalgic for me now. It's crazy. Huh. <laughs> Don't know what it I played is. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption two all the time. Uh, I was like, boy, I want to listen to Dixie Chicks. <laughs> and you were like, no, uh, just no. We went we went 21 episodes
0: without make, mentioning the Dixie Chicks. Well,
1: you know what? Yes. Dixie Chicks what? are brute force. It's got to be one of them, Brian. So brute, brute
0: force. force. Brute force looks yeah, very. Good I want a right brute force now. sequel
1: with like Dixie uh, Chicks, like covering this uh, the, the, the the main theme. They're the, the playable. Play well, I was gonna say like maybe they do the theme song, you know, when you get in the main menu. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, man. That instead was, of wide open spaces, out it's like there tight corridor spaces. Mm. Wow, wide open. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, like,
0: <laughs> and the I'm, final, the final boss of Dixie Chicks is Earl. He had to die. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back on Halo, um, if. I, what I was going to say is I feel like correct me if you think I'm wrong Josh I feel like they they're gonna it's going to be similar to Halo 5 multiplayer and it's going to have Sprint because if they're trying to go hard in this esports market name off to me all the big esports right now that don't involve like fast paced yeah. movement I feel like it's a safe assumption it
1: at this point in my opinion it's going to change probably tomorrow but I feel like at this point in time the multiplayer is going to be the next step from Halo 5 I feel like the campaign is going to be more closer back to classic Halo 1 or 2. So I feel like it's going to be kind of a hodgepodge mix of both, kind of a bridging. But that's just my impressions. But with this, yes, before we move on, final thoughts on that for me is, yeah, it definitely seems like that's a big takeaway that they're going to be pushing this. I mean, they mentioned they mentioned they said our plans is to release a full 12-month esports roadmap before launch, which also says a lot in of itself, right? I mean, it sounds like out of the gate they want to come out. Um, guns blazing with this thing, yeah.
0: Well, I think I mean I could be wrong, but for me, I I feel like they have this list, and they took all of the like they took all the announcements and all the things they have to say, and they're like, what are the smallest things we can push out early, like feb mm-hmm. like we're in February right now. And they're like, okay, let's see the esports engine. We can use that announcement. We got the the suit thing, which we're going to talk about soon. We got, you know, we got Mega Blocks, which we're going to talk about soon. Mega Constructs. They're they're taking all the smallest things they can and pushing those out first. And as we get closer to E3, it's going to be bigger and bigger. Yeah, I
1: was going to say I I agree because I think it's more so now. Let's get the announce. Let's get some of the minor announcements out of the way because then as it gets closer to E3 and past E3, we can not only show off the game but we can start revealing this stuff. So you're not just having the game; you're getting showered in all this extra stuff well, just
0: think about this if we think about this then if they show us a full mission gameplay and then they say the beta's going live tomorrow and then five days later they announce mega constructs mega constructs isn't going to get near the attention it would
1: they know what they're time. doing they've done this before they've been they've been around this rodeo so uh yeah the next day uh there was a video called building a spartan making master chief's armor and uh Quoted as saying, 343 Industries teamed up with Evie Armor to create Master Chief suit from Halo 5 Guardians in exquisite detail. Over many months, the team crafted a realistic set of the legendary Spartans Mjolnir Armor, which would be used at Halo events like Xbox E3 Fan Fest event. Uh, and with that was about a 10-minute video. Brian, what are your thoughts on that? Because you actually still, told me about this on the phone the other day before I got to watch it, and it was just really cool hearing your opinion on it.
0: Well, man, it was it was just one of those things that you never asked for or expected from 343 to show you. Like, it's not something I knew I wanted to see. Um, but when I watched it, I was just fascinated. They, they basically commissioned this. Well, it's, it's a company, but it seems like it was more like one guy mm-hmm. and his associate, yeah. right? Um, they commissioned this guy to build a full wearable Master Chief suit of armor from the Halo 5 Master Chief armor. They had a couple in the studio already, but it was from like Halo 4, Halo 3, and they wanted a Halo 5 one to use for events for like when they have like, I can't remember exactly what event specifically, but it's more like Make a Wish Foundation type stuff where, you know, people, their dream is to come to ha- see Halo or, or kids who have a disability or something, and they want to be able to have a, a suit for someone to wear to those type of events. So they commissioned these this guy and his associate, um, to make a Halo 5 suit. And I just didn't realize like what went into it and how much time it took. Um, I'm, I I think as consumers, a lot of times we often think like, if you're big enough, powerful enough and rich enough, you can snap your fingers and have anything happen, which, you know, uh, 343 is a subsidiary of Microsoft, you know, so they're not short on money or, or influence. So I just figured if they said they wanted a Master Chief suit made and they wanted it next month, they'd just shell out a bunch of dough and have it. But this guy, at one point in the video, he references that he's been working on it for seven and a half months, 12 to 14 hours a day, and he wasn't done yet. And I'm like, holy crap. Like They basically paid this guy and his associate, I'm assuming, a full year's wage of work to build one suit. And you know he's not getting minimum wage. You know what I mean? Like so. And I'm not here to. T- I'm not trying to talk about like the money aspect of it. But I'm just like building that suit's expensive, and then paying two gentlemen to work on it for a year. Yeah, they
1: said se- seven to. months in the video. I remember hearing, which is more or less a year. Yeah, seven months. But he wasn't Correct. done yet. Correct. He wasn't done yet. So, um,
0: and and just the work that went into that, the painstaking detail. Um, I can't imagine what it costs to have something like that done. Um, and just the, but just seeing the guy, you know, use his craft, use his skill, um, to make that, that suit, I mean, just the little details, like the way, the way in which they made the armor look beaten around the edges, like, uh, I think his I wish I could recall their names, I apologize, but I think it was his associate said, most people just paint little marks around the edges to show where, but what they did instead was they put a certain type of, like, primer paint on the suit first and then painted over top the primer so that it actually showed, like, almost in 3D, it showed the wear of the... It looked like real armor wear rather than just painted wear. Um, And the the stuff they did with the helmet, they put in, like, a a voice mic in the helmet so you could talk through it, a cooling system. I mean, when when they finally showed the thing, it looks amazing, dude. I can't imagine what, you know, what a just the time and and money it cost to make that thing Uh, very
1: cool I really appreciated the video I Uh, wish that um, was something we would have gotten around the time of Halo 5 like this little sort of documentary this mini documentary because it was just it helped it helps you appreciate the work so much when you see that stuff you know like you see the shots of like the mannequins and stuff like that in the offices and whatnot. I mean it's just it's impressive but I, I don't personally think anything more of it you know but like Someone was actually in a studio, kind of, or in an office, you know, a room or a garage, you know, kind of making this stuff. Just like the people who cosplay, and it's like, holy crap, dude. Yeah.
0: It hurts my very soul, though, that when they posted this video, I read the comments. I should never read the comments. And there were so many people just saying, if you're not going to post Infinite news, we don't want to hear it. Yeah. And saying, like, I don't, this is like, why'd you waste your time making a Halo 5 suit when Infinite's coming out? should have been an Infinite. I story. hope All they don't, those two guys just, don't
1: see that stuff.
0: Oh my God! It hurts my soul. I'm like, I'm like, geez, guys. Like, they, they're trying to show us something cool, and like, you're just. I mean, I know three three four three is probably they've got such. I'm sure they got such a backbone for that stuff now that it just they don't even it just slides off. They don't even notice it. But for me as a fan and being like, like excited to see that insight, and then just seeing people be disrespectful of it. Like, like, didn't your mama ever teach you that if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like the Star Wars stuff, you know. If something gets posted now and timeline wise, it's going to take place, like around the sequel trilogy, they're like, oh, why don't you just reboot it? Or some other comment, some trashy comment, like, oh, I don't yeah. care. It's not canon anyway. it's not my Star Wars. Or,
0: so. I wonder, I just, and I wonder, like, I've talked about this before, but I wonder, it's like, if you take, let's just say, let's say there's 100,000, I'm just making a number up, there's 100,000 Halo fans in the world. Let's say, let's say 40,000 of them trash talk Halo and the studio online, if you take those same 40,000 and you bring them all to 343 Industries and have them meet everyone and talk to everyone, how many of them are going to share those opinions face-to-face in person? There's going to be some, but it's
1: going to be way less. And a ton of them will get converted. The internet removes all Because you know what? I said a ton of them will get converted. Just because you go and actually meet the people. Just like, okay, this is a great example, though we are 343 Industries video, and then ones like this, it's like, you really get to peek behind this stuff. And remember, there's people working on this game. You said it, I think, in the episode with Heruspis. Shout out to Haruspus, by the way. That was so fantastic. His voice is, his I accent is so episode, much better dude. than mine. I was listening to it. I, I, dude, I was listening to it and I was driving. I was like, I can't do it. I got to, I got to wait till I get home because I was going to fall asleep and get in a car accident. And I wouldn't be here to do the Sacred Icon Halo show with you.
0: You know what's cool, Josh? When he, like, his career is going to just keep, like, going and going and going. And when he's eventually, like, like, not only is he he's already, you know, made a name for himself, but once he's really, really big and he's worldwide known as the Bob Ross of Halo, sacred icon Halo, can take the credit <laughs> for, for right. dubbing him the name.
1: Dude, he is, man. He really is. But uh I think you mentioned it in that podcast, but like there these are people working on this stuff, you know what I mean? People who have their own personal problems that come into work and they're probably tired, and they're fans of Halo, and They've got bills to pay. The fans in the same yeah, way we are. Mean, Yeah, and they, they still they got their daily commute to do. They got food to eat. They got families to feed, you know, bills to pay. Like, these are people working on it. And when you just go in there and poo-poo all over the comments, it's, come on. Like, use your words for for something more, uh, I don't know, constructive or, 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 or complimentary or something. Like, and yeah, and to go one further. If you took those people and put them in front of those people it'd be a lot harder to be mean to them because then you realize this isn't just a video people like Halo put out. When you see the Halo YouTube channel or the Twitter you just think oh it's this conglomerate thing, but it's actually mm-hmm. people. There's someone there running it, right? There's
0: It kind of ties into the whole Facebook highlight reel thing where people talk about like, oh when you go on people's Facebook all you see is their highlight reel. You see all their good moments, all the nice positive things. They got married, they got, you know, they got a new car. Oh my gosh, their life's perfect. But it's because we don't we don't put the negative yeah. stuff up there. Like if 343 posted a video for every time they had a struggle or an employee was upset, you know, that would not, I mean, there'd be a, there'd probably be a thousand videos and that would not be a good look, but that's, that's the real, that's the real stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Like,
1: yeah, there's probably arguments. There's debates, just, just like Brian said before, like people, there's maybe half that want to, that wanted to have Cortana go bad, half that didn't, you know and I mean? There's all these different decisions. You watch the, the making of uh, God of War, uh, which shows a lot of showcases a lot of stuff like that i mean it's fascinating but they're just they're people and there's no reason to be negative about that stuff i think that's cool you know what do i do the cosplay stuff do i have any idea how to do it no Do i think it's amazing though yeah because i love seeing the star wars community do it i love seeing the halo community do it i can't even remember what the halo community uh what their cosplaying group is called i want to say it's like Four O or something like that it's 400 something but I thought it was cool because I didn't know that until that video and it is it 501st? no 501? that, I was going to say right. that's Star Wars so I thought when I heard that okay, I did I'm not confused, know yeah. that um, the Halo community had a cosplay um, kind of group like that just like Star Wars Star Wars is the 501st but Halo has their own I thought that was mm-hmm. just amazing so a lot of cool things in that uh, video to take away. The dude, I remember, even had a, a logo of Skyrim in there. So he's obviously worked on a ton of stuff before. He said he even made the suit, I think, of foam prior to doing the the yeah. Guardians one. Uh, so, I mean, he, he did it with the intention to hopefully get to work on a video game one and get to work on Halo. And then at the very end of the video, you know, they're like, do you love your job or do you like it? And he's like, I love it. Wouldn't love change it. You know, wouldn't change it at all.
0: That's my favorite part of the whole video. That's literally my favorite part.
1: It was awesome. Definitely check that out, guys. Uh, That guy deserves support for the hard work he's done. And you know what? Let me ask you this, Brian. Do you think them posting that video, even though it had to do with Halo 5 Guardians, do you think it has any underlying relevance to maybe him working on Halo Infinite? Something to do with Infinite? Or no?
0: My opinion would be it has no relevance. um, But I think they just wanted to... I don't know. I think it was just content to show. I don't think it has anything oh, to do with fair infinite. Um, I mean, I'm sure in time there will be an infinite suit. I don't know if it'll be by him. If it'll be the same type of suit, I don't know when. But I can't imagine it wouldn't be him. I mean, obviously you see the work yeah. he did. Well, they seem to love it too. But maybe he's. To then again, it just seems he he could have he could have a line of commissions already lined up. And they might have to get someone else. No, to do That's possible.
1: One, Definitely you know, possible. You never know. I them, just so. it seems it seems odd to me that what five years some. Four and a half years out, that they post a video that's more relevant to Halo Five than Infinite. But I love it.
0: he's he's the, the the suits. Yeah, the suits already been used yeah. for events. So if that let's I, I don't I have zero idea what the timeline is. But if that suit was finished summer of last year, you wouldn't want it in an in Infinite uh, Chief walking around. I mean, you could have, but like that wasn't the relevant Chief last summer. It was Halo Five. So. I think it makes sense. And I think they it, it seems as if they want to have one for each because it seems like they have you know, Halo 4s yeah. already. Yeah,
1: there might not be so, an agenda I'm with sure that. I just—I mean, it's just something that you want, I think, as all this news kind of hit us. but Yeah. Very cool. And I,
0: I'm somebody who loves Chief's design in 4 and 5. I mean, my, my favorite's, you know, Bungie-era ones, but I love how Master Chief looks in 4 and 5,
1: and I know that's an issue for some. Yeah, I'm not as big on those, but, dude, a lot of people on Twitter love Halo. Which one do you like better, 4 or 5s? Probably 4s because I didn't, I didn't like the... Uh, the armor isn't much. I feel like it's it's too um, – the undersuit, you see too much of it in 5 between everyone, not just Chief, but with everyone. And, and then it also gets a I little like – better than between 5. Between the two, too. it still gets a little more – way too complex to me with all the different pieces and stuff.
0: You know what I've started – and just a brief thing I'll say this real quick before we get to the next part of the news. Something I was just – I've been thinking about as we get more infinite news is what's really cool, dude, is that Halo 4 and 5 are going to be this time and place in Halo's history now that – it's just cool. Like
1: we, it's we its own back era on it as
0: like, it's its own. It's a it's an era of Halo, and I I think people are only going to remember it more fondly. And I know there's somebody listening to this podcast that's going, oh no,
1: it's probably going to be there's no way those those were the worst Halos.
0: But uh, and that's that's a that's a flawed opinion. I'm just you know, but I'm giving you crap. Um, but uh, no, there's I think it's going to be something that's uh it's cherished more in time. People can look back and go, oh, I remember that era of Halo. Crazy things were happening, man. You had the Prometheans, the Didact. You had like Team Osiris, Hunt the, the Guardians. Cortana yeah. was doing
1: so much. Yeah, stuff, man. it was. And yeah, it was just, it's a cool. It's an era, dude. Halo Five I multiplayer mean, beta. Yeah, it's just like Star it Wars. It is, dude. You're it's exactly like right. War. You're exactly right. There's been enough time that's passed that this is going to be its own era. It's it's the beginning of a new era. Especially
0: especially if Infinite decides to do something very very typical with Halo, like let's say Halo Infinite plays very like it has a story very mm-hmm. similar to Bungie era Halos. Then there's probably going to be this narrative in the future, which I I don't mind this narrative existing, but there's probably going to be this one in the future. Like, man, my I missed the, the Halo four and five. It'll definitely era happen. The Halo games, with everything because it's like the prequels, yes. it's like the Star Wars prequels. It's like, oh, things were so different then. Now it's all. It's all UNSC vehicles and Covenant, or you know who knows. But then again, they could. I mean, I could be talking out my rear end. They could, they could announce infinite stuff in a couple months, and for all we know, we're fighting some crazy anime doing. If crazy time has stuff.
1: taught me anything, dude. It's when it comes in to terms in like movies and games and stuff. The years are usually kind to of those things. People, people seeing them for the first time years after they're released tend to like them more than well, people who watched them. They
0: were kind to you and me with Halo Five, dude. yeah. I mean, I look at I look at the front cover of Halo Five now, and I think. Wow, that's genuinely a great game. I love it. Whereas when it when it came out, I was so bitter about the story. I looked at yeah. It I think thing. we're at
1: that point now. We can recognize that it was just if you the plot. If you take the plot and you kind of just pick it out, the rest of the game that's there, yeah. like the gameplay, multiplayer, so forge, everything else, it's so good.
0: The campaign gameplay, yeah, exactly. Too, you literally
1: just take the plot out of it, yeah. and we're like, it's a great game. Love it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Waypoint had an article building blasters. Uh, February 20th as well. And and matter of fact, this was a big, I'm kind of, we're plugging all this from a specific Waypoint article that really covered a lot of it. But we saw a lot of this stuff being on Twitter. We saw a lot of this on Twitter first. So if you guys want just kind of uh, all this information in one place, definitely check out Halo Waypoint. But uh, yeah, so on February 20th as well, they announced the next Microsoft Store Halo event will be taking place in just over a month on Sunday, March 29th. In addition to competing for Xbox Game Pass prizes, all players who participate in their local tournament will also receive the new Make It Eventy nameplate in MCC, which is exclusive to the Microsoft Store event attendees. That means grab a friend, compete in this Halo Reach Doubles tournament, and get rewarded, no matter what. Pretty cool. You know, they're they're still pushing this. I don't know how much they did this before. Um, You know, we really got started with the show and stuff, but... I like I like that they do that. It's just every time I see that I'm like, eh, you know, that's something I can't really participate in because there's none around me. So,
0: yeah, maybe something would be cool to go. Th- yeah, go to. No,
1: without but, a doubt, yeah. without a doubt, definitely cool. And then I know there's definitely some people on uh, Twitter that participate in that stuff, and it's it's cool. I like that they do that. It's gotta be it's gotta be a cool environment to be a part of. It's like an official lamb party, right? I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah oh my God! I'm so excited for yours, Brian. That is that is Sunday, March 29th, and just I think two days before that, if I'm if I'm correct, is going when we're going to be doing our land party. Am I right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly, uh, dude. I'm, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of worried um, because my MCC still doesn't work the multiplayer, but there is a LAN mode, so I think if we all go to land mode, it should be fine. Or maybe it's just my Maybe it's where I live. Maybe it's my IP, but I can't get into matches on MCC since the reach update. So I'm really hoping that that. Well, I've still got my
1: Xbox to bring, in. and like even uh, you know Jeff yeah. uh, Jeff was saying he he could bring his and Game Pass being what yeah. It is. Well,
0: we should be fine, but we're gonna go to we're gonna go through LAN mode anyways. I don't know if LAN requires like an actual internet connection or not, but
1: yeah, uh, yeah. it should be. Fine. It'll be awesome. We thought you know we thought it was gonna be cool doing that it will. and yeah. it was cool it was before and it will be again
0: it, well it, it hasn't happened yet but it's still it was we're like
1: really bill cool. and ted we've you know come cool. back from the future or something like that i don't know
0: <laughs> uh i mean if any other land parties to say anything yeah we do
1: you know what real quick while we're while we're on the subject on air what's been your favorite whether i was a part of it or not doesn't matter to me but in your life yes. favorite land party and why
0: it was the one that you didn't come okay. to, Josh. Well,
1: that was the first one. <laughs> I wish you Yeah, were, I remember working yeah. that night, and Justin was trying to get me to off work. That's the one I'm thinking of, correct?
0: Yeah, that's the one. That's the one we posted a video on the Twitter of that got, like, 5,000 mm-hmm. views. It was just, like, we had dope, dope music playing. Everyone was hyped because this is the first one that anyone had been to in, like, I feel like a yeah. decade. So everyone was just all about it. Like, I remember I asked Kyle's older brother, Kevin, um invited him, and, you know, he's somebody that I've known my whole life, and, you know, un- in one sense, I'm friends with him, but he's always been Kyle's older brother, you know, somebody that I don't get to see as often as mm-hmm. Kyle, and I invited him to the Halo uh, 2 land party, and he immediately responded yes, and then when he showed up to the party, he told me that he immediately went home and said to his wife, hey, babe, and she's like, you want to have you want to have Friday off to go to that land party, don't you? And he's like, yeah, I got to do it. And she's like, yeah, I can do it. <laughs> so it's like, even he, and he's somebody who's like, uh, he's in his 30s, and he's, he's a little bit older than I am, and he was just stoked to have that opportunity to, to come to come to that party and do that. So we were all, we had pizza, and we had tons of food, and snacks, and there's music playing, and we were just, we played t- pretty late, and I was doing Trump impersonations, and everyone was laughing. And, You're pretty good with that. Uh, you know, I was like, yeah, hello's the best. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, that was my favorite one. Uh, I liked the, the one that we had when you came over was really cool, too, because that uh, local pizza place we love uh San giuseppe's they did the the guy who owned the place showed up i
1: get there and he's just in there chilling in the house talking to you guys i'm like oh my god he's got what was it a tesla or something like that he had a i was like yeah he has a tesla car and he just wanted he just wanted to check out the party
0: uh i think the reason that one wasn't quite as good to me is because we had less oh that's
1: fair i don't well i don't take any offense to it i mean because i did all the high school the ones in high school even before getting to know you and stuff like that so i get it that's that's awesome though man that's awesome so uh moving on uh, there was a little bit of news about the Halo Insider flighting, um, and they said one quick second. I just gotta bring this up here. They said our Halo CE Anniversary PC flight went out to approximately a hundred thousand registered Halo insiders last week to gather feedback on our Microsoft Store and Steam builds. As a reminder, uh, there was you know there's a list they have, and a couple of just notable things I plucked from this. Again, if you want more details, be sure and check out that post. But for Halo Reach updates slash new features. Message of the day was added. Data center pings are now going to be visible. Push to talk voice chat and push to talk key binding. New crouch while moving behavior for the mouse and keyboard. And for Halo Comet Evolved Anniversary, it now includes support for several missions of single player and co-op campaign. Uh, multiplayer for matchmaking and custom games and new customization with a 3d model viewer Uh, brian speaking of that did you actually get to see i saw some feedback on twitter about this regarding the halo ce like spartans like you see the colors and you just see how they look yeah their
0: models for customization that looked really cool dude i
1: saw some people who were like they weren't digging it. it but i saw people who were like who are also digging it? Well,
0: I feel like I feel like this, and I could be completely wrong, but I feel like this almost completely this almost confirms what we're going to see from customization and in Infinite because it appears that they're putting all the MCC models through the UE4 engine of customization, mm-hmm. which tells
1: me Infinite will probably have the same one. And I am yeah, pretty stoked that about that. Be very cool. So yeah, we play on console, but for those of you playing on PC and just eager to finally get Halo on there, some cool stuff coming. So uh, hey, moving on, Halo Five Guardians. They said. After meeting with the Halo 5 sustained team earlier this week, they've told me that they're confident in Halo 5's schedule through all of March, which now includes the return of Mythic Arena. Dad, I'm stoked about. Yeah, we're gonna talk it. about that more in a minute. Uh, they're extremely excited for this fan-favorite mode to come back at the start of the Spring 2020 Arena season on March 5th. As part of that new season, we'll also be introducing a few updates to how players rank up and in town and playlists. Uh, pretty cool. Again, not much on that, but... They have a sustained team for one. Uh, these people definitely want to want to push Halo 5 and still continue support, even though there's not necessarily new content. They really want to do a good job of, of making sure you you know can get into matches if you're still wanting to play that, um, which is something that Brian, myself, his brother, my cousin, you know, a lot of people have been doing, uh, you know, just especially lately. You know, and it's just been so much fun. You have all this stuff on MCC that we grew up with, yet we keep choosing to go play Halo 5. Dude,
0: there's, uh, to me, to me, the 343 setting industry standards. Halo 5, to me, is an industry standard of how to keep your game updated and current. And they keep supporting that game. Dude, this year it's going to hit five years. Halo 5 is still supported. They still give people reasons to play it. Um. Their transparency with their fans—that should be—that's an industry standard mm-hmm. for me. And I could be wrong here, but I really don't think I am. They're the ones who created and introduced the concept of switching between graphics, old and new. I think I mean, so? Yeah, I think you're right. I've never. So that's those are three really awesome things. I mean,
1: yeah, I would say good. personally, like, and, and this is not a slight at all, but like Rainbow Six Siege, like Ubisoft has done a great job. I think of really they've really oh, they've set an industry it, standard yeah, with it. Where, it around. like. Keeping a game flowing, giving it new content, keeping it new line. Didn't live. that come
0: out? after I think Fod, it though? did. Guess yeah. It no, that's Fod, totally yeah.
1: fair. But I think it did. Yeah. But I think there was also mumblings that it's supposedly gonna. I think there might be crossplay with uh, Xbox, um, mm. Xbox Series X, and you know Xbox One and stuff like that because it's a big deal and then you have other games that have have started to get support even single player games like assassin's creed uh odyssey and stuff like that that get a lot of free updates and stuff uh, post post launch so but it's cool uh to get back to halo they've done such a good job with that man they got to a point where the new content ended and then they started bringing in these new playlists and one of those being mythic arena which turned out to be huge for them just like you said yeah so really enjoyed yeah playing. I'm actually excited myself for that spring 2020 arena season to start now I'm what I'm hoping is is that there's going to be a better map selection for uh, the ranked arena because I want those Forge maps out of there man I, I don't mean to beat a dead horse yeah, but I, I don't think it out of there it. I want to get some of the other I, you know what map I miss? It's Riptide. I don't know if you remember that, but it was white and teal. Yeah, I, uh, I loved Riptide. Uh, such a fun map. But I, I, I'm excited to get some new maps into that rotation. And
0: uh, I think would if, we, if, if Forge maps looked like the company made maps, like let's say Infinite's Forge is so good, you can make it look like developed quality maps. I think we'd be okay with Forge maps. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, because right? it goes without saying that traversing the levels, like the design of them, is cool the
0: forge community does amazing it's just they they only can do so much with the tools they have which they have a lot of tools but for aesthetics
1: yeah i mean whether it's officially or community made like they're good they're fun to play in it's just aesthetically they don't they take me out of it and brian as well so yeah but yeah i'm excited just to get into that and then also mythic arena which i can play more of because even though i didn't like it as much personally i can admit objectively it was fantastic so, and I'm interested to see if they're going to have any like improvements or adjustments to it based on feedback from this last time. So, uh, yeah. Moving on again, so much stuff, dude. It's so cool. Halo Gear uh, yeah. leading up to New York Toy Fair this weekend. The Halo Gear team made a splash announce uh, a splash announcement by stating that they'll be partnering up with Nerf to bring Halo Infinite blasters to the hands of Spartans, young and old alike. As part of the announcement, they showed off three of the new blasters, a MA-40 assault rifle, along with uh, the rocket launcher, which is the SPNKR. Brian, how is that actually pronounced? Because I always pronounce it as spanker. (laughs) uh well i've always done that and okay i could be wrong i just i i I was like is that gonna sound wrong but it's like no that's how i've always called it uh and needler which will both be a part of their adorable yet powerful microsoft line uh even though the announcement is out there now i've been told to keep an eye on nerf's instagram stories this weekend for closer looks at some of the blasters so if you guys are listening to this on saturday the 22nd definitely keep an eye on the uh instagram this weekend for that so because we will be doing that ourselves pretty cool man what do you think about that some halo nerf stuff
0: it's one of those things where it's nerf
1: i normally would or
0: nothing I, <laughs> it's nerfing time
1: <laughs> wow <laughs> um, i just pictured yeah, the beginning cool, of the right? halo 5 intro that's like power rangers but then you got nerf guns and stuff interesting yeah um
0: i like i I mean i think most people enjoy a good nerf gun fight uh i remember one christmas like six seven years ago uh we got all the kids nerf guns but then all the adults ended up taking them and we had a giant adult war in the house (laughs) my parents house like my parents my aunt and uncles grandparents were all fighting with these Nerf guns. that's awesome um it was really cool um so it's one of those things where i don't necessarily plan to go out and buy a halo nerf gun But if I did, I'd know I'd enjoy it and it would be very cool. I think it would be fun if, like, it'd be cool if you, me, and Justin all bought one different, yeah, a different one. And then we got some like uh, regular nerfs and like had a big nerf battle. That would be cool.
1: That would be be cool, man.
0: Um, so yeah, I, uh, I wonder if we'll see a miniature spanker in in the game. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's
1: it's funny because, uh, when I was doing the Star Wars tabletop game, uh, last Friday. Yeah, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. I'm sorry, just this last Tuesday. Uh, Justin had a couple different Nerf guns and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah he, he me a Jeff of him. Uh, and and Irwin were all shooting them. Uh, I got shot in the back of my ankle, I think, in my back at one point. But you know what I was doing, Brian, while all this was going on? Eating. I was eating. Wow. I was hungry. Wow. So. Okay. Chili cheese? No, not that time. Oh, okay. Had it five minutes later. Just just all the other times.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The other nine times. (laughs) Uh, When I used to work with Josh, every morning when we get off work, he would go home and eat chili cheese dip. And it got to the point where I started telling him that he just, like, if you just just cut into his veins, chili cheese would just spurt out of him. It's like his blood is more, he's more chili cheese than (laughs) men. I to
1: carry uh, tortilla chips in my pocket. Just to dip them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's like, you actually don't have Band-Aids. You just put a
1: tortilla chip over the wound. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty... Mm -mm. Uh, Yeah, so, no, definitely pretty cool. I mean, I'm kind of like Brian. I don't know if I'm going to actually get any necessarily, but it's a very cool thought. Uh, Especially, dude, I would love if, like... I mean, I know they're not doing an outpost discovery, but if they did like a, another Halo Fest or something like that, it'd be nice if they had some kind of laser tag with the Nerf guns or something to that. I don't know. Not not laser tag exactly, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I just think that'd be cool. Super cool. Uh, lastly, oh no, I'm sorry. Not lastly. We have more. Uh, they have a, a little snippet on the Halo Instagram. Um, they said, in our most recent Sound Design Saturday, the audio team recorded our principal software engineering lead. Uh, while he fired small arms, together additional combat sounds for Halo Infinite. It's definitely loud, but that just means it's good. Give it a listen. So definitely check that out on the Instagram. That was very cool. Uh, not much to take away from it, you know. It's just someone just pretty much shooting guns. But for me personally, I love that stuff just because like Halo Two Anniversary sounds for the weapons were fanta- fantastic. I'm so I'm Frantastic. so fantastic. I don't know who that is. It sounds like a Golden Girl.
0: That's Fran. Yeah. Oh, Manny. there
1: you go, Fran. Dry. Yeah,
0: Mr. Sheffield.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I love the sounds from like uh, Halo 2 Anniversary. It makes the SMG sound more powerful than it is to me, and I love it for that reason. Um, even the sounds in in Halo 5, which I thought was one of the best aspects of Halo 5, is the sound design. I mean, it, it it's such an underrated subject. I, they don't get credit enough for that. But the sound design was.
0: It's crazy how like Incredible. like editing the plot of Halo Five suddenly makes that like
1: one of the best Halo games ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, right? no, I get it, I get it. Um, yeah, very cool. Definitely check that out, guys. Uh, moving on. Lastly, in, in news, uh, the Warthog, Pelican, and Mongoose got announced to be uh, new Mega Construct sets that would be featuring. And they vehicles. were announced by. Uh, do you have the Do you have the names? I actually, don't on me.
0: Yeah. The pelican was announced by Greenskull at Greenskull. Uh the warthog was announced by. Oh, I don't want to associate the wrong one with the with the wrong person. I think the the, the 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 warthog was announced by at G Custom Creation, and he's well, he's at G Customs Create, and it's an I instead of an E, and then a one, and then the mongoose I believe was by Uber Nick at okay. Uber Nick. Those are the three that announced them. I, if I misplaced one of the two, I apologize. But yeah, we got a cool look at um, the pelican, the warthog, and the mongoose. Um, nothing looks too particularly different from what you'd expect, but they all look very traditional and very classic yeah. Halo.
1: Yeah, so and like uh, they're they're confirmed to be ones from Halo Infinite again. So I think that's that's cool. Like that just makes me excited. Little bits of tidbit. Yeah. So Brian, as we round out this new segment. Just to kind of do a quick uh, recap, what do you think, man, about all this stuff that happened over the past couple of days? That's that's the most news we've gotten in a long time. Whether it was related to Halo Infinite or not, that was a lot of Halo activity officially.
0: I think they're ramping. I think they're ramping up. Um, if you if you if you put a gun in my head and made me choose, I would say they're not going to show anything big till E3. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me that thinks we could see something big in March couple reasons one they've shown big stuff off about halo games in march before and two if they're going to do a multiplayer beta and they want it to be incorporated into the launch of the game eh, they got to do it somewhat soon and it could be after e3 but it wouldn't shock me if like they did a gameplay reveal and put out the beta in March. yeah
1: i was gonna say do you think
0: what are the odds of that do you, you know that you think they're going to get that. I think they're good odds, but like I said, if you put a gun in my head, I'm still going to say we're not going to see anything.
1: I feel the 3. same way, but I could also see that happening. I don't know. I, I get yeah, what, like I I, I, I. I mean, more or less, it, I agree with you. So,
0: I, I just I have a hard time believing they're not going to show anything of Infinite before E3. I just, I mean, that makes sense, and I know like last year, I think it was Bonnie Ross who said like E3 2020 is going to be huge for us, and I think it's because they are going to show way more off then, but. I feel like they're gonna show. I feel like they're gonna do a little bit more between. And if you think about it too. Like, I know we got a, like little announcements right now, like we got the mega constructs and esports and stuff. But do you think they really just drop those little tidbits and then do radio silence for another three and a half months? I don't either. I don't Think I don't so. either, Brian. And they, they might. They might do like. Little tidbits of other things, like maybe they'll do some stuff with showing us about the music of Halo Infinite right. with some yeah. like, composers. There's and stuff, stuff you can do
1: to dance might, around, but still to keep a yeah. System they might around the dance content. around
0: it. My, my guess here's here's what I'll say for certain: I don't think we're gonna see anything campaign related to e three. Anything? I don't think we're gonna see a cutscene. I don't think we're gonna see gameplay. I don't think we're gonna see anything. Period until e three. I think that's where that stands out. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some gameplay or some multiplayer stuff. Um, maybe
1: some Forge stuff. I don't think they'd show uh, Forge first, but
0: well, I'm just, well, not maybe not first, but maybe before E3. Um, but I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the first. I, I don't think I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty positive. I'm right. When Halo Four was like, we were, we knew Halo Four was coming, but we hadn't seen any gameplay. I'm pretty sure the first. Like ten seconds of gameplay we ever saw was on Conan O'Brien. It was like it showed it showed a Spartan running across the map Haven in Halo Four, and I remember watching because I think I was let's see I wouldn't have been I don't know what I was on then because I wouldn't have been on the NeoGaf forums yet I was on some forum or something and we were all preparing because we knew like three four three said tonight we're gonna you're gonna see your first gameplay and it just showed a blue team like Spartan
1: running across Haven. And it was like,
0: oh, cr- holy crap, mm-hmm. that's Halo 4 gameplay. And I think it was around this
1: time. I could be you wrong. You know, I, I could see you being right, but I also don't know if it might be different this time around because. Well, because. I, mean, I think it is different. I think they have Well, left. I don't so much mean that, and I do think you're right, but I think it's more so has to do with, like, we haven't really been shown the graphics per se for, like, this next gen of Xbox. And, like, I, I don't know if they would really let that reveal happen in just, like, multiplayer footage. I feel like they would want to save that for a big thing, you know? Like you don't want to, because mm-hmm. they're not just showing Maybe. up off Halo at that point. They're also showing up uh, the the technical prowess, right, of this next gen.
0: Yes and no. I mean, the Infinite's going to be on Xbox One and That's PC, true.
1: so it's not That's really true. specific. Still, I would think that they would push the newer brand over the or the newer version over the older one. I, I could be wrong, though. I think I think we'll. I think no matter what, we're
0: going to get more news between now and E three. It's just what level of news is it going to be like? you know uh or maybe we'll maybe we'll even get like um they'll announce something to do with a special or legendary edition of the game uh between now and i don't know okay brian uh
1: i know we're both gonna be getting one x's and stuff like that let me talk i I, i've been meaning to ask you about this dude i don't know what we're gonna do because what's your plans for this have you thought about this because i get a little bit of anxiety when i think about it because the Series X is going to come out, right? I'll probably order it off Amazon. I, I, I don't know where I'm going to order it. But depending on, you know, ordering it, where I get it from, it might take some time to get in. Plus, that game might have already been out for a couple of hours. I could play it on my Xbox One on, through Game Pass, but it's like I almost kind of want to wait to play the, you know, the Series X version. Do you have any – have you thought about that at all, like how you're going to approach that when it gets closer to launch? Well, provided
0: the game comes out the same day for One X and Xbox One or Xbox Series X and Xbox One, which I assume it will. I can't imagine they do it differently. I'm gonna get it on the Series X, and I'm gonna sell my Xbox One X towards the purchase of that. Um, so, I the plan is I don't plan to order it online. I plan to go to a store like a local GameStop or a Best Buy. My plan is to go get the Series X and Halo Infinite, bring I'm it home, and play I'm it. Terrified the Justin's situation.
1: Just like you know what I mean? Like,
0: well. That is true, but um, that's how I'm going to do it. I, I'm not going to buy two copies of the game. I'm not going to buy it just for Xbox One. I'm going to get the Series X
1: One. You wouldn't need it. Um, you wouldn't need honestly, two dude, copies, But I know what you're saying.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but as much as I definitely have that anxiety as well, and I definitely am someone who wants to have it the second it's available to play. I would say I'm a little bit different than I was when Halo 5 came out. That if, worst case scenario, an extra 24 hours pass by, I'll live. Yeah. Do you think,
1: if that happens, I want to, but do you think you'll just get Game Pass, download the Xbox One version, and play that while you wait?
0: Well, no, I won't have that. Oh, that's right. right, You'll have
1: sold it. it, Yes.
0: I'll just wait. I mean, it'll suck, but like, I, you know, I'm at this point where I'm like, it's not the end of the world. You know
1: what would be great is if they launched that console with halo infinite pre-installed i would like that personally and and two
0: (laughs) all would be cool as if they did the console launch a a week before the game but that would be (laughs) awesome yeah (laughs) but it'd it'd be then i can get my console locked down before the game comes out man because i wonder if they'll maybe here to be cool josh maybe they'll do something where you can because like if you buy it's backwards compatible so i feel like if i buy halo infinite It should just work on all platforms that's how i feel it should work so if i can pre-order infinite digitally and pay for it um on the and i wonder if external hard drives will work across if external hard drives work across i could pay for the one version download it and then sell my xbox one x and then put the hard drive over onto the series yeah i
1: don't know i
0: don't know how I don't know. It'll be fine.
1: I mean, we'll figure it out. I'm just. It'll be anxiety then. I want to be able to play it right away, but I also want like. I I would have less anxiety with that and more anxiety with. I just want to get the console. Never had to buy Halo console. Yes, dude, crazy, crazy stuff. Speaking, uh, not speaking of which. uh, Aside from that, dude, are you wearing the Halo Infinite uh, hoodie right now? Yeah, I want to see that.
0: Look at, got my Halo. That looks
1: awesome, dude.
0: Infinite and it's there's a Yeah you know, that's, that's what that's what I maybe th-
1: led me to believe that that was that.
0: Xbox symbol and then it says Halo across the That's
1: really cool It's a super comfy.
0: Sleep. Yeah, dude, it's actually really nice. It's really nice uh hoodie. Uh, it's funny, I was at I was doing like uh Wednesday nights. I uh like help help little kids at church and this little kid came up to me, he's like, Xbox, Xbox, he's got Xbox on his hoodie. I love Xbox. <laughs> he was I was like the coolest coolest person like in the church Santa. because i had egg- yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. cool man um uh, yeah but uh yeah
1: halo halo gear go yeah. there i get, get this awesome hoodie. i've got my reach shirt and i love it so i can't wait for them to get more gear like i would i hope they kind of get more like in terms of classics too i'd love to get a shirt for like each game with different designs you know for each halo game i mean yeah but uh okay guys so we're gonna move into some halo reach uh discussion with the can
0: you believe we're still talking about this, guys? We said we start. We started this like beginning of December, and like there's been so much going on. Like we're still going through the missions. So, the mission we're on currently, if you've been following, and even if you have been following, you've probably forgotten, and I don't blame you. Uh, we are on the mission Exodus. Yes. Is that correct?
1: Right after Long Night of Solace. So the last mission was the one where you actually take flight into space. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you want to take us? Yeah, lead us start through it, Joe. Brian. You're so great with this stuff. Uh,
0: so this this is right after George throws you out of the ship, and George unfortunately dies, um, and you kind of stumble into this this city of isn't the city called Alexandria? I think them?
1: it is. It's just the city. next mission actually yeah. has the title, but I think you're correct.
0: Yeah, um, but the thing I like about this mission, it's not my favorite mission in the game. It's a it's a good. There is no bad missions in Halo Reach, in my opinion. Um, but the thing I like most about this mission, the notable things, the biggest thing that comes to my mind with this mission, is there's brutes. There's brutes mm-hmm. in this mission, which I did not expect going into Halo Reach back in the day because um, you don't see brutes in Halo One, and brutes weren't introduced till Halo Two, and Reach takes place before Halo One. But they have a really good I was lore confused explanation as of heck why you see When I first
1: brutes. played it, I was like, "What is going yeah, on?" Yeah, they
0: have a really good lore exp- explanation. You know, as you know, the events of, at the beginning of the events of Halo Two. The elites are the top tier of the covenant, and they are the guards and protectors of the prophets. And obviously, as Halo Two goes on, the Great Schism happens, and the uh, prophets demote the elites and make the brutes the the main leaders and their protectors. But before that happened, the brutes were not allowed to land on the Halo Ring because they were not holy enough, I suppose, or honorable enough to be there. So. The brutes were allowed to be just dispatched as ground troops on Reach, and if you notice, like in Halo Reach, they're not wearing all their armor that they have in three. They're just brutes. with Some guns of them you know, have they're, armor, they're but a of, lot of them don't. Yeah, but they're just kind of uh, they're just dropped on Reach um, to as to be as like more infantry for the Covenant. They're not they're not as esteemed as the elites are um, in future games. So, but yeah, it was so cool to see the brutes there. I really loved their design in Halo Reach. I loved. Uh, being able to fight them—it's kind of crazy. Halo Reach is the only game, or yeah, Halo Reach is the only game where you fight only Covenant and you fight elites and brutes. Like Halo ODST, you fight only Covenant, st- but there's statistics. no there's there's no
1: elite. Statistics, I couldn't say yeah. it.
0: <laughs> Back in the uh, 1941. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so you get to—I mean—you fight exclusively Covenant and all of Reach. You get to fight brutes. You get to fight. Elites, you get to fight the new Jackal variant, the mm-hmm. skirmishers. You get to fight grunts. You get to fight drones. You get to fight uh, engineers that were introduced in ODST, but were originally in Halo One. You, it's just like you know, it's Bungie's last Halo game. They're going all out, so they they included everything. Um, hunters, you know. Um, but yeah, so for that mission, the the two big notable things for me were the Brutes, and then. Where you meet the Marines that go by the bull, I think they're called the Bullfrogs. It might be, I can't remember. There, they have the jetpacks, yes. and that's where you get the jetpack and you get to kind of hop across these like towers or whatnot mm-hmm. over to the other side. Very fun uh, mission. Lots going on. Uh, mission ends with you riding a. Is it? I believe it's called. Is it called a falcon? I think you're right. Yeah, I think. And you uh, like a little turret section. This was always a good section to. That's what up you were talking about way like
1: back. The, I remember. I think that was the one. Yeah.
0: Well, or was it, no, was it on mission. Winter
1: Contingency? It was the same okay, thing. I can't remember. There was one.
0: Uh, it was it was the mission with okay. the Spire, is what I was talking about originally. But yeah, then you get to uh, the, the final section of the level. I remember this section took me forever on Legendary. Um, I remember being so obsessed with Halo and playing Halo Reach when it came out. And I went over to Kyle's house, and I brought my Xbox, and he was downstairs in his bedroom with a girl. And uh, like they were just hanging out or oh, whatever, yeah, I and bet. I was upstairs playing Halo. <laughs> I was upstairs playing Halo, and I'm like, you know, well, Kyle's down there having a social life, and here I am playing Halo, <laughs> but I love it. Uh, so I was playing this mission on Legendary, and it took me forever the end of this mission because the very end of this mission, there's like a wraith, tons of brutes, uh, brute chieftains, brutes with uh, fuel rod guns, hammer. You know, the very you remember the very end of this mission well, Josh? It's You have to like, it, the mission ends by you like pushing a control panel button, I think. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time there um i always it's fun holding yourself up in in the in the room there and trying to take out all those it was tough and, for me yeah it was tough for me um yeah uh it was a it's a good gr- it's a good mission um i think my biggest complaint with the mission and a typical brian and josh fashion is the aesthetic i don't like the this so far was it's, it's very it's very dreary and gritty and then all the colors are white and green that's fair I'm not a fan of it um overall but yeah, good. I, uh,
1: that's my favorite mission so far. Replaying through it in the MCC, um, I had mm. fun doing it. I remember the first time I played it, really liking it just because you're on your own. It m- gave me Master Chief yeah. vibes in that sense. So it was nice to get mm. kind of separated, but not for long, because the next mission, you're back. You know, you're kind of, sort of more yeah. sort of back with everyone and stuff like that. But yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I like the sort of verticality that some of the missions had. You going up, you know. Uh, stairs and stuff like that and then you got marines with you and uh just trying to protect the civilians and stuff like that and it was fun i had a lot of fun playing it uh i died a a ton i had one point brian where like i probably got a half hour's worth of progress in past a checkpoint and i died and it took me all the way back a half hour when you went heroic and then the next time i get through that the next time i I start up again at that checkpoint five ten minutes in checkpoint it's like, wow, thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was complaints when Halo Reach originally launched back in 2010 about the checkpoint system. Not yeah,
1: I don't know if that's more or, or less a Reach thing or if it's always just a Halo thing. I feel like I've had that in other Halo games, but I could be wrong. Mm. You, of all people, think, would know I remember more. i being
0: pretty sure I remember it being a specific, heavier issue okay. to Reach. And the checkpoints were just all... Because you could get a checkpoint one minute after another checkpoint, yeah. and then other times you play for 25 minutes yep. and you don't get one. No, absolutely. Which is really, really unfortunate on Legendary. That's why like, I remember there was Techniques... When I played Legendary, there was techniques to get yourself a checkpoint. So that you because like you'd be like, Oh, if you just could do this, get a checkpoint. That way if you risk it and die, you can you'll know you'll be able to come back. Um, but yeah, I think it shows I think they, they gave us this mission very intentionally because they just gave us a mission with a lot of space combat, which was something that was never in Halo, and like you said, it's a very separated mission, it's all discombobulated. Yeah. Um, so with this mission following, I think they very much
1: wanted to give you a boots on the ground, lots of enemies to fight, introduce. Yeah, boots. I completely agree because it was, yeah. it was just, it, you come from seeing George die and it's super sad and now you're all alone, you know, and you, you're not alone in terms of like people, but you're separated from your squad. And at the very end, you know, you yeah. get to kind of link back up with them as it goes into the next level. So final thoughts, Brian, yeah, which is,
0: I think, I think, uh, uh this mission was good. Very, very solid mission. Uh, the Brutes are the standout thing for me in this mission. And uh, I think the next mission we're going to play is
1: my least favorite mission in the game. Oh, ah, okay. Sure. New Alexandria. Yeah, we'll cover that so, uh, here soon. But uh, I do... Yeah, definitely definitely fun, though. Uh, I do got a couple goofy gamer tags. I haven't done this in a while. And uh, I got some saved up between... Uh, these are mostly from Halo 5, but uh, a little from, okay. from MCC as well. So the first one is Weekday Dad. Just spelled... What weekday dad? The weekday dad. I just it's spelled correctly too. That's what I love about it. No ones or numbers or it's just it's got a space. Just weekday dad. Respect. But I know what I'm wondering is what the hell does he do on the weekends? That'd be crazy. I love that though. Then next we have in lowercase assault in all caps bananas. So we got assault bananas.
0: Assault bananas. Hmm.
1: Assault these bananas. Okay. Uh, Next up we have the taco tickler. But it's with two on it. Taco yeah.
0: tickler. Uh, followed by Next time my wife makes tacos, I'm gonna get go tickler and be like, I'm a taco tickler. Yeah, and then followed by <laughs> okay. uh, their
1: partner in crime, Taco Dirty to me. That's <laughs> with the number 10. Taco Dirty to me. <laughs> then we have wow. funky cheese five nine nine zero. Interesting. Interesting. I, I always I, wouldn't I always wonder me. what makes people Come up with these. Do some like how many? I would love to see a percentile of how many people actually just hit the random generator and like, bam, that's my gamer tag for life. Or people are like, like Funky Cheese five nine nine zero. I just can't imagine someone being like having that originated from somewhere. You know what I mean? You almost want to message a person.
0: Now, people like you and me will sit there and think forever about how to make a perfect gamer tag, and they're just like, yeah, Funky (laughs) Cheese five
1: (laughs) nine nine zero. You've heard of Stephen King, but have you heard of his evil clone, Stephen Kang? Okay, ran into that one. Yeah. Dang. Then we have uh, an office reference: big tuna. But the most, big bi- the biggest takeaway to me that cracked me up was that the service tag in all caps was tuna. So. <laughs> yeah. Tuna,
0: yeah. Uh, then we have
1: brag on my lord. Made me just picture Bran from Game of Thrones trying to play Halo.
0: Oh really? Made me think of the dude from the Shrek three. Shrek one. Three, pick number three, my lord. You
1: know, with Lord Farquaad. And lastly, grape apple pie.
0: I'm never,
1: <laughs> I'm never, I, tried, I sat there and I wrecked my brain. I was like, is that even a thing?
0: Is I, it mixed together or is it like apple pie with grapes
1: on top? I don't know, but it was... It probably wouldn't be bad. I, think, I mean, it sounds good.
0: You know what my favorite... I don't know if I want to tag him or not in this or not, but because... but I read a Twitter name th- this week. Please. Somebody comment on the sacred icon, Halo Twitter, us. and I laughed so hard... That I had to share it with Josh. I just, I opened, um, oh, a new notification from Twitter. I open it up and it says 7K <laughs> ass destruction, like your tweet.
1: i see it again, Alice.
0: Was- <laughs> 7K ass destruction was the name of this Twitter user. That is awesome. I'm like, it wasn't enough to be 1K or just to be ass destruction in general. You are 7K ass <laughs> after- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, that's my favorite Twitter name so far. Yeah, that's amazing. We should have those two on the podcast. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Oh, man. I, I don't know. Do we want to set a precedent of someone being on the podcast because they named themselves 7K Ass <laughs> I
1: think it's amazing. I, I think it's amazing. It's, it's nice. <laughs> I say with tears in my eyes. Where are we at next, Josh? Uh, we're going to go into uh, some questions we got. Uh, Do you want me to read that Absolutely, Absolutely. Why don't you take it away okay. from here? So we got... We
0: got an email from a fan of the show. The, this person has emailed us once before. I believe we, we read their email mm-hmm. on the show prior, we did. didn't we? It was quite a few, at least probably 10 plus mm-hmm. episodes ago. Um, but it is from our friend Asher. And Asher says, Halo, hello, sacred icon halo. It's great to write you guys again. That, don't you like that, Josh? You came up with that. Actually, uh, credit credit, uh, goes to, is a form of, credit goes to
1: sincerest form. Credit goes to our friend me. Irwin for that suggestion. So, but yes, I'm the one who oh, really who started it on the show. Very nice. Can't take full credit. Continue, Brian.
0: Asher says, to begin with, I really have to thank you for replying to my email. I was high key not expecting an email in return, so at the end, I ended up being way more happy than I could make you guys. I wasn't sure if I should write the mail since I wasn't on Twitter when you posted about Ford and the Dawn but guessed I enjoyed the podcast so much anyways, so it's worth it. I don't know if I said this in my last post, but Sacred Icon Halo podcast has been my go-to whenever I needed to be hyped about Halo again. There is not a single episode that didn't get me back into Halo hype after the month-long, ongoing exam preparation at hand. Usually, I was determined to listen to the episodes serially, but then I saw the latest episode, and being the extensive media nerd I've become, I couldn't wait to listen to it, so I did. The first and only time I watched Forward the Dawn was in 2019, more than half a decade after finding out about its existence. Back then, a kid my age wouldn't have had much internet access, and most popular reviews for the movie was pretty discouraging. But last year, I was like, oh, alright, I guess I could watch that. I was so glad I made the choice, and also perhaps at the right age. I agree with all the points, subjective as well as objective. You stated about the movie slash web series. In fact, I agreed so much, I was vocalizing my remarks to the air. It was a delightful episode, and I had quite some laughs, like I always do listening to your podcast. I haven't watched many movies before, so there wasn't anything I could compare for in the Dawn 2, but I was watching it at night, and I think I am emo at night. And there was something very relatable with the uncertain, unwilling character of Lasky. I bet there are hundreds of movies portraying a character like him, Structurally structurally similar with the setting progression, but at the time, the movie really clicked with me, and as it was mentioned in the podcast, I really loved the slow build-up to the climax. The scene they secretively watched, the first-person recording of a Spartan, and of course, the scene all the kids were waiting for, and pretty much every memorable scene you guys had mentioned. It was so good to hear so many relatively positive comments for this low-budget movie that I hadn't found elsewhere. Sacred Icon Halo does a great job in making everybody feel like a part of the franchise. So thank you so much for doing this episode and carrying on with the podcast and the Halo hype. Signed, Asher. Okay, let me go get my Kleenex, Josh, so I can Damn, cry
1: That is quick. super cool, man. Thank you so
0: much, that Asher. Is the, wow. I mean, just just an email like that, dude, makes it all worth
1: yeah. it. I that means... Such such kind words. That means so much. And you know what, dude? The whole emo at night thing, we've all been there. We've all had those moments. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's nice to have it's nice to have Halo kind of slip in there and kind of save the day a little and stuff like that too. So
0: and I love I love the thing that I I, I love feeling like confirmed by this is that Josh you've I don't want to make this about me so I, it's it's obviously us but like you've always said to me over the years you're like Brian you're the Halo hype man and like Justin said like Brian you're the Halo yeah. hype man yeah and like I remember talking to a friend that I hadn't talked to in ten years on Facebook about video games and he's like man when the way you talk about video games it just gets me hyped and i think that's what happens when you and i talk on this podcast josh is it just brings all this hype and that our tagline for the show well we have two we have our, our like motto and then we have our tagline i don't know which was which but we have pure enthe- pure enthusiasm for the halo universe which is genuinely what we come here to bring and then obviously keep it sacred mm-hmm. um but that is what we try to do here is like we're enthusiastic about this universe and and man, it's just so great to hear from people like Asher who
1: enjoy what we're doing. I uh, thank you. So yeah, much. dude, you had so many nice things to say. Uh, I feel the same way about Ford Unto Dawn. The first time I saw it, uh, I didn't have really have any expectations. Kind of, I did and I didn't. But uh, I was kind of disappointed by it. Yet I liked it at the same time. And then when I watched it, when when Brian and I did a rewatch recently, I was like, this is super good. And I can honestly say I love it now. And that might sound I might sound incredibly biased because. Here we are doing a Halo show. But I can admit there's things I don't like. I'll be the first one to tell you there's you know things I don't like in the, the Halo universe and stuff and, and whatnot. But I, I genuinely like that movie, and it was fun. And I got a lot more insight just discussing it out loud with Brian. Uh, just kind of prodding one another's thoughts and stuff for it. So. But thank you so much, dude, for writing in. That's so cool. Uh, your name is amazing, by the way. Uh, I loved when we heard from you last time. Hearing from you again is super cool. Uh, I might name my son yeah. Asher. We need. I'm seri- I'm actually serious. Oh. I'm actually oh, serious. I might actually do that.
0: Badass.
1: Asher's yeah. a badass name, dude. It just sounds like it carries like a very. And I'll be
0: like, and role. I'll tell my son when he's when he's old enough to understand. I'll be like, you know what, son? You're named
1: after a really kind guy that listened to our podcast and emailed us. <laughs> That'll be cool. Very wholesome moment. It'll be like the more you know. <laughs> you know, do 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 do. I uh, got Flintstones kids theme song in my head, which was also designed uh, made by Marty O'Donnell. Interesting little bit of trivia right there. yes it was. uh yes but thank you so uh, much asher i just have to say again real quick dude i get it uh and we've all been there and it's so cool like i there's been plenty of nights i played halo i think brian and i may actually start playing halo wars soon which i usually do in the mm-hmm. evening because i work uh night i started uh yesterday yeah so brian's, need to get brian's on off to the races Need to get up on it brian's like finishing this fight i'm like i haven't even started yeah
0: well, Josh has never played Halo Wars 1 or 2, so it's going to be really cool to hear his opinion. I've played them, I've played one several times,
1: two have played once. Yeah, one, so very seven. excited for that, but thank you again, uh, Asher, so much.
0: But I'm going to tie, we we got another question here, but just to get it out of the way, I'm going to tie a business thing into this as well, because it makes sense. Uh, we have our first, because um, you know we have uh, a couple tiers on our Patreon, uh, and we have a supporter who's in a tier where now he can ask a question every week and have an answer on the show, so... Um, if you guys are interested in supporting us uh, any which way, monetarily, we are at patreon.com slash Halo. Got a couple tiers there for you. But um, our big dog subscriber here at the maximum tier supporting us, making sure there's food on the table we're able to eat this week because of Abu! What up? What up, Abu? We uh, Ooh, my boo? We don't know... We wouldn't, boo's <laughs> my boo. We wouldn't be able to do this without you, Abu. I was starving and then you came in with that pa- patron support and now I am full. My stomach is full. Josh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting to
0: see if you're going to take that. Dude, Josh, we, we're able to get you that medication you need Oh, huh? yeah. What
1: kind of medication is that, Brian?
0: I don't know. Tell me what it's uh, for.
1: I don't, <laughs> I got I got
0: nothing. Some kind of laxative, some, some right? Some you kind of laxative. You
1: know what? You're right. You figured it out. It's it's out there
0: now. No, Josh doesn't actually have that problem,
1: but we are able to eat. Maybe maybe in forty years, a question. 40 years, then I'll then I'll I'll, I'll definitely need so much Patreon support so I can afford those. I'm gonna
0: people. need to get on that MirrorLax sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question from a boo. Really good question, dude. Do you guys think that both Fireteam Raven and the new Nerf guns are strategies to bring more young people to the Halo universe, or are they aimed to us, grown-up people, that will enjoy some new experience for the universe we are all in love with? He said he personally thinks it's both, but mostly aimed at newcomers, kids that will grow inside a Halo ecosystem. Um, Okay, I'll start, Josh. Absolutely. Here's what I think. Halo is the perfect type of universe to capture both audiences much in the same way Star Wars is. I think that's why Halo often gets cited as like the Star Wars of video games because Star Wars can appeal to children and adults the same and I think Halo's the same way. Um, Halo's been mostly largely rated M over the course of its time, but it's it's been for like you know some violence and like maybe like jackass here or damn here, you know nothing too bad. Um, for some context, and I'm not saying this is, you know, the best thing ever, but I've been to, I used to go to a church where the kids, when they had like a fun time, like they had their like fun time at church, they had, they actually had a copy of Halo 3 there for kids to play. Oh, so cool. the church was okay, with, was okay with Halo 3 being there. I, 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 it just goes to show that Halo is not a, it may be rated M, and I don't think Halo 5 was even rated M. But it's it's very a very accessible series. It's there's nothing inappropriate sure. there, um, so I think they are, I think Microsoft and three four three Industries I think they know what kind of market they have for Halo, and things like Fireteam Raven and Nerf guns and Mega Constructs are going to appeal to kids uh, a lot, but so are it's going to also appeal to the adults. I mean we we got our buddy Matthew Salvatore. He's up on that mega constructs hype, dude, and he does awesome stop motion check stuff Check out his dad. podcast. So you, got if people, you guys haven't already. Check out his podcast. Check out his videos, dude. Amazing stuff. And um, like he's someone who's out there buying those sets, and you know it's really a hobby, a passion for him. And these sets aren't cheap, you know, the big sets. So you you got your people like Matt buying them, and then you got parents who are buying them for their kids. So I think it's a great crossover market. Um. Nerf guns, I, I feel like is is probably more kids than adults, but it's definitely adults as well. Josh and I just said we would totally play with that stuff. So, oh yeah, uh, Fireteam Raven, Fireteam Raven is uh, once again. I just I sound like a broken record here, I guess, but you know, I was about to say it might be more of a kid thing because if you go somewhere like Dave and Buster's or like a, a arcade place, but adults go to that stuff too, man. Halo's just a great IP for targeting both markets. Um, so I think uh, I think I completely agree with you, Abu. I think it's both. Um, I think they're doing, but if I was gonna err on one side, I would say three four three is doing more to bring in a younger audience purposefully than Bungie did. Not that Bungie was neglectful, but I think they're doing more to bring in that side. Because, for instance, they also launched those um t- uh, young adult books uh, like a uh, Halo Meridian Divide. It's 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 not actually a adult marketed oh, know that. book. It's for young it's for young adults. So yeah, I would say they're doing more to bring in the audience. And you know, Halo 5 is rated teen. And honestly, I, I wouldn't be upset at all if Halo Infinite was rated teen. There's no reason why, it, you know, unless it made the game suffer somehow, but I don't see why it would. I don't feel like any of Halo 5's problems were with it being rated I've teen. I've never heard
1: anyone so, complain about stuff regarding things that would yeah, be applicable to it. Yeah, Halo's for, for everyone. Rating, so. with Halo. Halo's for everyone, man. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? Uh... Well, definitely good question. I'm not covered no, about no, no, no. It's definitely a good question. Thing. I just, I don't know. I feel like kind of more or less what Brian touched upon—that Halo is just kind of accessible to every different form of media. So, I mean, they probably, I feel like, may, maybe not, but I almost feel like they could maybe have a sort of a, a checklist of things that they could do, and they're like, oh, you know, we want to get Halo in a Dave and Buster's, or like let's get it in a cinema. Well, let's let's put Fireteam Raven in there, so people are like, they're in a cinema going to see the movie. They think Halo. You got kids who, you know. They're getting ready to build up this hype train for Halo Infinite. You want to bring in new people. And you got that whole uh, Fortnite group, you know, you, you got a the PUBG group and Overwatch and all that stuff. You got a, a very young audience that plays a lot of those. And-
0: I- I left out the that uh, the parents who want to share Halo with their kids. Like, I would love to get a Mega Constructs Pelican and build it with my Absolutely. son. if I, had a, if I yeah. had a kid.
1: Absolutely, I mean that's so stuff, cool. You know, even though I don't, I don't buy any of those, it, you know, I don't buy any like Star Wars stuff either. Particularly in, in that, in particular, in that regard. So, I mean, it's it's honestly nothing against Halo, but if I did, I would definitely buy those. They look awesome. They look yeah, fun. They do. And I know it's it's just like in Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Actually, I think just saying it on the show now i think i want to buy that when i have yeah. kids like i, I would too be man so cool. absolutely
1: i mean yeah. it's like uh, for people with dungeons and dragons painting miniatures it's you know a lot of people get just as much out of building lego sets or these mega constructs and, and stuff like that it's like i would love to get matthews i need to just ask him sometime like is it kind of relaxing you know just messing around with that stuff putting it together i'm, I'm sure, sure it yeah. is so yeah
0: i remember playing with legos as a kid and that was so
1: relaxing. Uh, until i stepped on one uh, it was the same for me oh that's not relaxing yeah. at all ultimate security system right that's there awesome. ladies and gentlemen don't yep. miss. <laughs> Legos. <laughs> uh Josh. You ready for a absolutely? And but thank you, Abu. Thank you so much, buddy.
0: Yeah, dude, Abu. You, you seriously, your support is so much, dude. I can't. I think. I think in the in the Patreon tier, I say something like your your support blows us away, or something like that. Like we, we can't believe.
1: Yeah, you know what? to go off like what Brian that, said earlier. You know, it's like it's like I get a a, a big uh, a plate and it's got pizza on it and stuff like that, and it could be just generic, you know, frozen pizza. But then suddenly it's like, bam, patron tier, Abu. You know, and it's like. This is like freshly made pizza by hmm. a, a man homemade. in Sicily, you know, or something like that, and with with a, in, a, with, with in with in a great accent. And it's just like it's so the seasoning, oh, it's just the the, the pepperoni. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. So All right, much, Josh, buddy. moving on. Brian, take
0: us. Here's what I posted this week. I was surprised. Uh, what's cool is I don't think people really talk about this, so I think that's why the post got so much attention. I wrote Halo 2 Multiplayer Map Pack released July 5th, 2005. This collection featured nine new maps and a series of videos, such as the famous Another Day at the Beach cutscene. Hmm. For only $20, you got a sizable increase in content on its own disc. Did you enjoy the
1: Halo 2 Multiplayer Map Pack? I sure did, Josh. What do you think? Did you own a copy? Yeah, of it? I actually have to say, uh, I got a bit of a side story here. This was a big deal for my group uh, back in high school with this coming out because none of us had Xbox Live. But we still knew of it. Um, I kind of spearheaded that thing at the time. I had a pre-ordered GameStop, and it was just me because, you know, you, you could actually copy it. You could I could literally take the disc, many it, times, many you, times wanted. you wanted. I could put it in Brian's Xbox. You could copy it without buying it. It was just awesome that way. And I didn't know it was going to have the another day of the beach cutscene or anything like that. But it was just it was uh, it was a. Uh, it was some, some candy. It was some icing on the uh, on the top, you know. It really was. And it was fantastic. Put you back in the world of Halo and just having those maps. Like, I went over to my friend Nate's house uh, with a couple other guys, and we played. I remember, like, Turf. We played um, some of the other maps, but most notably Turf. And even though it was just, like, four of us, you know, uh, we're kind of missing that, that Xbox Live experience. It was an amazing time uh, for new content. Great maps. Turf, Relic, Terminal, oh, Warlock. Dude. Um, terminal oh, one of my favorite one of my favorite maps in
0: all of halo sanctuary yeah.
1: come from Sanctuary. Field, there's a reason why that gets like like that's in halo 5 even you know like, in, in and i think yeah, uh, ricochet and map. is it halo no halo 2 anniversary it's in there but i think halo yeah, 4 it has a, it's yeah nine. okay that's right i couldn't i couldn't remember it's, it's been in a couple i feel like but yeah super good terminal is my favorite I one of my favorite maps terminal is so cool to get hit by that
0: train all the time <laughs> um or uh, one of the things that I really loved about this collection, I rewatched the videos that were included so many times as a kid. Um, the Another Day at the Beach was uh, a cutscene with ODSTs that takes place like early on in Halo Two. It was actually it's actually like part of the game. It just got the cutscene got cut. Um, really cool cutscene came on that disc. Uh, if, for those of you that don't know, when Halo 2 Anniversary came out and all those cutscenes were redone in blur cutscenes, they actually redid this extra cutscene as well. You can find it either like on the YouTube or through the Halo Channel app. It's called Another Day at the mm-hmm. Beach. Very cool cutscene. One cut of my scene. favorites in all um, Halo. It's so good. And then um, there's also the like original E3 showcase of Halo Combat Evolved on that disc, where you actually get to see Master Chief wield, wield, wield an energy sword in Halo 1, which never actually mm-hmm. made it to the game, which is really cool. I watched that over and over again. Um, it's got this uh, sound test with the Grunt and a Hunter, where the Hunter, like the Grunt's like, uh, you know, uh, he's like, uh, speaker over there, over speaker here. over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, when he gets done, the
1: Hunter just goes, <gasps>
0: and it like, covers the whole room. It's really kind of cool. Um, can't remember what other videos. I,
1: well, I was going to say, I, I don't think it was on the disc, but I do think around that time online. Well, there was a making of that was about 20, 25 minutes. I think it was. It might have maybe, been making of, but it was very yeah. similar to their but making of. Halo Great too.
0: collection for twenty bucks. You got this really cool case with this new cover art. It's got Spartan, will, uh, red Spartan uh, wielding two SMGs in front of the map relic. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, love it.
1: Not enough good uh, things. There. So many good things to say about it. I couldn't. Yeah, I own a copy sealed. One day we'll probably do an episode cluster. just talking about the multiplayer map pack. Man, I cool love that it. Yeah, huge What's deal. There? at one point in time for me. So, First
0: response I have is from Luminous at Luminous2572. Nice. Even though I bought the DLC through Xbox Live, I had to own this. The extras were worth it alone. I still have two copies. I have had to reinstall the DLC on other Xbox consoles, my 360 and my original Xbox. This will still let you do that right now. Like me and Josh were talking about, you could take this disc to as many Xboxes as you wanted, Xbox original or three sixty, and download all the maps. And it still works today if you have a three sixty or a Yeah, it goes without
1: saying my multiplayer map pack disc got around. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, you it's seen it's seen yeah. some things. Seen the insides of a lot of consoles. But I remember buddies who like they would go half in on it and they would both
1: download yeah. it. Yeah.
0: But it's just cool. It's, it's a part of Halo history. That's why I want to own a copy.
1: Just to yeah, have it. Absolutely. The cover, like uh, you said, Brian, fantastic cover. Like even there, there's there's cover. there's covers of full games it extended the life of it Halo it did, 2. but there's covers of games that just full games that don't look as cool as a, a map pack. No, not uh, even a, a close. Cover. Oh, it was just so cool. It made me want to play CTF right away. And then terminals one of my favorite, yeah. if not my favorite, uh, one flag CTF map. We're doing that at the oh, LAN oh, party. Please, didn't you? yes, we Terminal. have to. That and Ricochet for sure. Uh...
0: Oh, I love Ricochet. It's so Next good. response is from Justin Gros, Grosjean. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Gros, I'm, I apologize. He is at Justin Gros, Um I loved it and I still have it. I would buy another hard disk for infinite if it came with a new booklet or incentive. I miss hard copies. Oh, you are speaking the truth, man. I miss hard copies so much. We've been over this before on the show. Josh and I used to be very, very adamant about having the hard copy, physical copy. But basically, the industry beat us over the head with the fact that that way of life was dying. There was no instruction booklets. Games came with giant 10, 20, 30 gig patches. And we eventually just went digital. Um, But if there was a way to to go back to physical that made sense, I would be all for it. Um, Of course, if Infinite comes out with a multiplayer map pack, we're buying it. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. And, yeah. They should do reminiscent front case, like do Master Chief's infinite armor with that in front of the flag and relic and (laughs) everything. That'd be cool. So nostalgic.
1: Uh, Yeah, that was actually the sole reason why I went from physical games to digital, and it started on this console generation. So, I bought, like Brian said before, uh, we bought, we went to Walmart to buy Shadow of Mordor uh, on the eve of my birthday. So we bought that physically, and it wasn't long. It's was probably within a year after that that I was like, "Wow, I really see the pre-downloads and all this kind of stuff." I was like, I... "Yeah,
0: they've just made it." I mean, it's it's you know, more accessible. I said something and I to my like brother, it, but it's still. I said something to my brother that made me feel like an idiot, and he was so right. Though I said this to Creighton because like, Creighton, when I, I always did, miss when, Creighton though, when I when I was thinking about going digital, I'm like, I'm like, I told Creighton, I'm like, if you get your games physically, because I was I, I I just went digital, so I was trying to make a case for physically. And I said to Creighton, I'm like, if you get, if you get your games physical, what's the point? You're going to die, and they're just going to leave them behind anyways. And Creighton's like, when you die, you're going to leave your digital games behind too. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Like, either way, we're going to die eventually, so it doesn't really matter if you get a physical or digital copy. It's cool to have a collection, and I have a collection myself of some stuff, but uh, I mean, nothing like I there.
1: always love seeing the collections that people have, you know, but man, it's just... The older I've gotten, the more I've gotten into like Marie Kondo or whatever minimalist stuff. So I'm like not as, definitely not as as big on having mass collections of stuff. I like minimalizing. So
0: what really matters is the experience of playing. Yeah, absolutely. Next uh, response is from Jordan Shipley. Our dude, Jordan. What up, Jordan? He says, Holy crap, totally forgot about this. I'm all for paying for additional quality content after a game's release. Still like the idea of adding something like a Spartan Ops well after Infinite's release to fill in some holes leading up to Infinite. So he's talking about like some maybe we get like a Spartan Ops type campaign that like fills in some of the things that happened before Infinite after 5 before Infinite as a DLC. I would pay oh, for that. Oh, I would do it too. I would absolutely do it. It'd be amazing. We've never had campaign DLC unless you refer to the Flood campaign DLC for Halo Wars 2. We've never actually had main. Where does that DLC. take place? I would almost say Halo Three O D S T was, but it more was like a full fledged game. But I feel differently, cool. but respectfully, totally. Respect- well, like it's it's like an expansion yeah. to you, right? No, I think that's fair. I'm just saying that they they marketed it and sold it. As oh a yeah, game.
1: definitely, yeah. yeah. But even sure. then, yeah, I totally totally respect your opinion. And dude, I was gonna ask you just while you mentioned that, when does the Awakening the Nightmare DLC like take place chronologically? Like when I do get to the point where I'm playing Halo Wars Two, where do I play oh, that in the timeline? After
0: Halo Five. Okay,
1: so like, should I play that? It takes
0: place after Halo Wars two. And, uh, Halo Wars two takes place after Halo five, and so okay,
1: so I would play that last bookend. at the back at the bookend of my Halo 2 yeah. Wars two experience. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: But now it's been a while. It's been a and while. I've actually never it's been it's a while. while. We made it again. Oh, that was that uh, last. We time. we got
1: we got we got. It's been a while, and we got. Um, I thought it would be cool. I thought it was cool, it was and it cool. was cool. I always feel that way when yeah. I'm about to sing that, and then afterward too. So. Go, you know, goes without saying.
0: Man, it would be so cool if one of these episodes we'd have Major Nelson on the episode saying, oh see
1: <laughs> say it, Major Nelson, say it." I thought it would be cool, and it was cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, Steve, like Steve Downs and Major Nelson both offer to be on the show, and we choose Major Nelson. Ooh, that'd be that'd be something. Yeah. <laughs> or we could get we could get Steve Downs to say, "I thought it would be cool, and it was cool," and
1: we could get. Major Nelson to say, sir. <laughs> you know what I want? I want to get Steve Downs on the show and say, what are you doing, Chief? Letting the covenant know we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Letting the covenant know we're here. Uh,
0: uh, Negative infinity. I haven't told the covenant we've arrived uh, yet. Positive infinity. Um, Amen. Next uh, response is from our buddy Cole. Cole Dre- Dreyer or yep. Dreyer? I think it's yeah, Dreyer. Great. Um." Cole's awesome. Lots of interaction mm-hmm. in the uh, the Discord, which I'm going to pitch that now. That'll take some time off the end here. Uh, guys, we would love to talk to you in the Discord. We uh, are starting to get more and more people in there. Love to have an ongoing conversation with you guys about um, all things Halo, but also movies, anything you want to talk about. If you want to talk about you know the the plumbing you did in your bathroom last week, we'll talk about it. Absolutely. Brian was just in
1: there talking to some people about Kingdom Hearts and
0: stuff like that. It was very, very yeah. cool. So. Um, uh, but, uh, Buddy Cole says, I really love the additions. It was such a nice bump of maps that made the variety feel very full, which I think helped keep the multiplayer feel fresh and exciting for the next two years before Halo 3. And of course, getting another day at the beach was excellent. Yes.
1: Icing on the cake without a doubt. And I mean, this is some, this would, another day at the beach is like bubble gum that has flavor that doesn't die out after like 15 seconds. Mm. It just, it like, it was Damn! Was, <laughs> that was beautiful. That was amazing. <laughs> that was so good. Damn! Uh, nothing, no singing I, I do in the rest of this episode is is going to be as good as that.
0: Your singing is always. Uh, I
1: don't know you. Brian, should be. They should hear you voice. off air. That was amazing. Okay, that was incredible. Let's just be real about this. Okay, we need you to do like the Gregorian chants on the Halo Infinite soundtrack.
0: Dude, I can't wait till we officially do that Halo Two anniversary documentary video. Where we can we can talk about
1: the the, the oh, cringy everyone off tune. Oh, you <laughs> can tell like they played that stuff and they know it, but they haven't played it in a long time because it's so off. It's like oh, it's like yeah. yeah. I, I, in my head, I'm like, oh, uh, that's not how it goes. And I love uh, what's his name? Kevin what's Brer? the dude
0: from X Kevin from the he's the like, show. He's like he's like it was a video game soundtrack, and you buy it, and you're listening, and I'm listening to it in my car, totally not getting laid. I just laughed so hard when he said that, Um, but yeah, dude. So another day at the beach. I think if it was in the game, it would be in my top five cutscenes.
1: I wish. I I wish in hindsight they had just put that in there, implemented it. It makes sense because it slows down the pacing. It's unnecessary,
0: but it's very cool. You're definitely right. Very cool. (laughs) Um, Next is from Mr. Toad at please, Mr. Toad. (laughs) I like
1: that a lot. Please, please, Mr. please, Mr. Toad. Please. This person
0: plays Mario, probably. Halo 2 is the holy grail of gaming. Yes, it is. It's my favorite game of all time. Thank you very much. It is a masterpiece. Yes, it really is. (laughs) Yes, even its enormous skill gap in button combos. Dude, button combos were such a cool thing, and I know, I'm pretty positive it was not intentional to Halo 2, but they're there. Were you any
1: good at using those, John? Uh, BXR, I wasn't too bad at. BRR was very hard for me. BXB was okay. But I like double shot. I could not. I could rarely pull off for the life of me.
0: That's a super that's
1: bouncing, like a one. which I wouldn't count as like a button combo. But I was I was decent at that on some of the maps. But BXR mostly, yeah.
0: I wonder how. I, it almost seems like it would be harder to program those into the game than to accidentally let them happen. Like they. Yeah. did.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was for, unintentional. They didn't. They didn't. There wasn't yeah. someone that was like, they will never know you can do it this way and kill them quicker. <laughs> You just reminded
0: me of another one of my favorite games. The dude from uh, the beginning of Fable, the original Fable. Yeah. Uh, you have to buy your sister a box of chocolates. Does he sound like that? I can't. And there's really a know. there's a dude down there. He's like, actually doesn't sound much like you for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of it though. He's like, he's like, for three gold pieces, I have a a nice box of chocolates. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's a great accent. Oh, I love
0: it. And then. Uh, and then uh, what's that? There's that one where you have to fight some guy. There's some kid making fun. He's like, unless you're too scared, unless you're just a big blabbering girl. <laughs> if Creighton's listening to this right now, he's laughing. Like, oh, I dude, just, I love Fable uh, 1 so much. It has no reason to be above games like Skyrim and Oblivion on my top games, it but it is. Good. That's Fable one of my favorite my games. my favorite out of the three, but um, Fable 1. But yeah, the button combos were amazing in Absolutely. Halo 2. Um, I, I think it made for a, a type of competition that you don't really ever get, period, anymore, because that's just not something that really yeah, exists in games. Like,
1: the, the, the interesting things about, like I say, Halo 2 and actually 5, there's a thing in Halo 5 called Spring Jumps. And like just all the little, you know, exploits makes it sound bad, but just for lack of a better word, The fact that everyone could use it makes sense. Exactly. So I mean, these little like things that weren't intentionally programmed, but you can still utilize like that's that's cool. Really sets the the tone. And sometimes, sometimes with the competitive scene, if that makes sense, like these things. They didn't think it would be cool, but it was cool. Oh, wait, it's like Pee Wee Herman. Like, ah, ah, he said the one on the die! <laughs> that was. It sounded more like Barney from The Simpsons. <laughs> hey, Homer! That was crazy. Yeah, that was definitely. Yeah, yeah, it does. Wow. And then he just burps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: last response. I'm probably going to butcher this. I apologize. It's from Un Tal Jose Un Tal Jose. Jose. That was good. It made me feel like I was watching a soap opera, though. I don't know. The camera uh, at Jose Beltrans says, "When I was a kid, I bought that game thinking that it was just another version of the base Halo Two. Oh boys,
1: how dumb I was! <laughs> hey buddy, it's okay. I said that because we can all relate to it. Hey, I got I run brute force thinking it was a sequel to Halo Combat Evolved before Halo Two.
0: That was dumb, Josh. Why well, that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever. Brian, heard, I can't though. hear you really right stupid. now
1: for some reason. The audio is cutting out.
0: Yeah, oh, really? your mouth. That's I what my your... dad always does, dude. When when I try to like. Say, ask my dad something he doesn't want to hear on the phone. He's like, <laughs> break it up, <laughs> break it up. I'm like, Dad, you've been using that. Paul's a smart here. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been there before. I can't remember what um, what type of situation I did that was like that, but I know it's happened to me. But I just thought of this other cool gaming-related story that's kind of on topic. It made me feel really like redeemed, dude. I was like 11, and I really wanted to get Harry Potter... And the Chamber of Secrets for PlayStation One, and it was at Video Games Etc. And I would go online, and online it said that it was nineteen ninety nine on the Video Games Etc. It's a, uh, website. So I saved up money. I got twenty dollars, and I went to Video Games Etc. And I got there, and I looked at the game, and it said twenty nine ninety nine. Ooh! So after I had saved twenty dollars, and my parents, my parents are really cool about letting me get stuff, but at that particular time. I only had $20 the game was 30 I had to get a different game or not get one at all and I very very sadly got a different game months and months and months and months later I saved up money again and I still wanted Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets for PlayStation 1 so I went on video games etc site and it still said $19.99 so I printed out the online ad and I took it into the store in case I encountered the same problem I get in there Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets still said $29.99 so I went up to the guy to cash register. As an 11-year-old dude, I was not shy and I said, "I want this game. It says it's $20, but in the case it says 30." And he says, "Huh, that's really strange." And he goes into the case and there's like 20 copies of Ch- Ch- Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and the front copy was mislabeled 29.99. All the ones behind it said 19.99. So Man. I was right, and I got my copy of Harry Potter, yeah. and I walked in there feeling like a
1: straight boss. But the whole time to I think to that it had, had been like that for those swagger. months that it, you know. Uh, yeah, so that means
0: nobody bought it for months, because no, everyone's probably like, I'm not paying $30 for that game. We we're, were probably on Prisoner of Azkaban by then or something, yeah. and that game was old. Plus, everyone had a PS2 by then. Nobody wanted the PS1 version, except me. Um, so Very yeah, cool that was buy. really a cool, redeeming yeah. moment. Like but, I've never heard uh, of anyways, Josh, we covered the Patreon, we covered the Discord. Take us out let's get out of here you
1: know guys uh, if you're kind of interested in going to a website you know you want to check us out you can do so by hitting us up at sacrediconhalo.com but uh, if your wow. pockets are looking you know a little full and you want to donate you could do so by hitting us <laughs> <laughs> up on the Patreon like Brian
0: mentioned this is where jo- Josh say, say to me you will go to sacrediconhalo.com uh, you know
1: you will go to sacrediconhalo.com and you will have a good time you will follow us on no we won't <laughs> credits will do fine Oh, my God. Uh, yes, if you're interested in hitting up Brian, uh, you can do so on Twitter at Brian's Bane. Chat him up. You can do so with me on Twitter at Jovial Joshy, where I'm always happy. Jovial Joshy. Jovial Joshy. Here for you. Beautiful Brian. Give me chills. All the hair.
0: If you need to know how to make chili cheese dip, you just talk to your buddy, Jovial Joshy. Talk to your buddy,
1: Jovial Joshy. Talk to your buddy, Jovial Joshy. Get that chili cheese dip. Beautiful, baby. And If you want to hit us up on our main page, you can do so by following us at Sacred Icon Halo on Twitter, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 21, where we talk all things Halo on the Sacred Icon Halo show. He's Brian. I'm Josh. Thanks so much, guys.